0: Live. Good afternoon, everybody. It is a Friday afternoon here on Beer and Money. We are here live as part of the PWP Nation Network. You can follow PWP Nation on Twitter at PWP Nation, PWPNation.com for some great articles and insight, as well as the PWP Facebook page. Um, We're going to be talking today um, mostly about Survivor Series Takeover, The Undertaker's Return, and what it could possibly lead to, and, you know, a bunch of other topics. I'm waiting for Chris to uh, hop on the call. Uh, In the meantime, if you are or you aren't, I don't know who is, who isn't. I don't want that. WWE Supercar Season Three came out this week. Um, I don't know if anyone is playing the game. If you are, you know, hopefully you did the upgrade, and hopefully you're doing well. Um, I'm sorry, I have my son home with me today, so. And yeah, Peter. I'm sorry. WWE Supercar Season Three is available now. And, uh, you know, between WWE Season 3 and the 2K video game, it looks like they're tying into this really interactive thing. Uh The WWE Supercard has a uh, a game mode called Ring Domination, and what it does is it gives you what's called an event card, and the event card is going to be Bill Goldberg, so... It looks like everybody across the WWE platform has, um, is going to be cashing in on this. So, you know, I'm getting in on it. And it just shows the show between the 2K video game and even now the the mobile game. It, um, you know, Survivor Series is is a really big deal. And, uh, you know, this, this is going to be interesting. You know, I brought up, the game because it, it, like I said, it segues um, into this weekend, and you know we'll 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 see what happens. I, I know a lot of people have mixed reactions. I was in, I was at MSG in 2004 for the WrestleMania 20 disaster, and I'll be 100% blunt with you. It was it was every bit of a disaster that people have made it out to be maybe people who who watched it they um you know it was it was brutal it it was it was tough to watch and and what's scary about what happened in 2004 i mean there were internet sites and there were sometimes news got leaked out but it was very it wasn't like it is today, and the fact—I mean, everyone knew Goldberg was not going to resign. The there's a there's a myth going around that says at Armageddon, which was the raw December pay-per-view, it was Triple H, um, Kane, and Goldberg, and this is when Goldberg was the world heavyweight champion. That not only did he do it after. At the end of the match, in inside the ring, which which is fine for heel heat, but there's a there's a old myth, and I guess it's like one of these unconfirmed stories, you know, that makes the rounds, or whatever. That Triple H pretty much paraded around backstage and told Goldberg, in no uncertain terms, holding the belt, you will never get near this again. Which, pretty much at that point, from what I heard, from what I've heard from people say through the years is that that right there was what killed the, the company for Goldberg. And, you know, so everyone kind of figured going into WrestleMania that barring some sort of miracle, Goldberg would was going to be done with the company that day, and he would be the one uh, putting over Lesnar. There was a lot of rumors as to where Lesnar was headed post-WrestleMania. There was talk he was going to maybe get the title back from Eddie. Uh, there was talk he was going to uh maybe dwarf into a feud with Undertaker. There was even some talk that they would return him face and put him up against Hunter at WrestleMania twenty one. There was a lot of different <coughs> excuse me. A lot of different rumors about where Lesnar was um was headed post WrestleMania twenty Assuming he would come out with this win, as they say, a funny thing happened. The Tuesday before WrestleMania, um, it came out that Lesnar was not resign, was going to quit the company, and was going to give the uh, that was the that was the NFL. He was going to have a tryout with the Minnesota Vikings. And he was leaving his leaving the company. He would work WrestleMania, but that was it. No farewell, no nothing. Um, there was <coughs> excuse me. Um, there was very little as far as what the hell do we do now? As far as um what what to do with the uh with the match so the match happens, and it is a disaster. it is a utter disaster um the match is terrible people are more um are crapping on the match, they're cheering for Austin, there was a Hogan chant, the match is just, like I said, complete and total disaster, um, I don't, I have never heard any reasoning as to why, but at that point the decision was made to put Goldberg over, again, no idea why, uh, Goldberg goes over Lesnar, Of course, there's the infamous, you know, Lesnar flips off the crowd and and, and all that stuff uh, and leaves. So, you know, we get it's just this disaster and and there's no other way to put it. It was a disaster. And it looks like Chris is on, so let me get him. Hey, Chris, you
1: there? Hey, what's up?
0: Hey, what's up? Uh, I was just I was just rehashing uh, my personal torture and personal memories of Goldberg-Lesnar being that I was at the Garden for WrestleMania 20. Mm. Um, and, temp- and, you know, kind of the backstory as to what what happened, what may have happened. Uh, of course, Triple H's role with his stupid comment to Goldberg backstage in Armageddon in 03. Um, so, yeah, I was just kind of going over that. Oh, um, yeah, cool. um I can give you my version.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I was just... The only thing I never heard anything on, and maybe you could tie in something to it, I never heard anything as to why the decision was made to go with Goldberg over Lesnar, even though they were both leaving.
2: Yeah, well, it's WrestleMania, so I wouldn't have to win.
0: If it yeah. was Raw
2: or a SmackDown or perhaps even a, a B-Show pay-per-view, you could have did some type of crazy no-contest WQ. Yeah, I never... Yeah,
0: I never heard, like I said, I never heard anything as to, well, okay, screw it. We'll go with Goldberg. Maybe we could resign him. Maybe we could persuade him to say, like, I never even heard any of that.
2: Probably because um, it was just the lesser of two evils. I mean, Goldberg, in his particular case, he just was, you know, he, he just wasn't going to resign. Whereas a Brock, he was showing interest to do other things. And,
0: well, you know, no, how, he, yeah, he had, he had, it was out there that he was going to the NFL. Ross even kind right. of loosely alludes to it. During, right. that, so during that
1: during
2: that match, were, so um, they weren't as bitter yeah, towards Goldberg may, and Brock. maybe
0: so. maybe it was the lesser of the two evils.
2: Yeah, it could have been. Sort of. um, um,
0: my yeah, story what's your is, uh, of it?
1: <clears throat>
0: Oh, one second, please. Yep. So we'll let Chris get that, but yeah, it, it was it was a every bit of a disaster as people who were not there have claimed it to be, who watched it on pay-per-view or DVD <clears throat> or on the network, it, it was, as someone who was there live, no, it's okay, it was <clears throat> a disaster. Um, okay.
2: Chris, you, my, you have... My recollection. Here's the thing about Brock Lesnar. Um, it's weird, man, because, like, if, if it happens once, just one time, but when it happens a second time, like, when lightning strikes twice, like, that's when it's weird. So, um, I've... How many breaks in pro wrestling have I taken i 've taken three breaks so far in my life. Uh, breaks basically being uh, long periods of time when i 'm just done with wrestling in general. The first break was shortly after my father 's passing when I was a, y- a young teen, and then the second break was basically after the uh the Benoit tragedy, and then my third break was during um, after the whole um, well, my third break was more so of a break in WWE, not in wrestling. But my third break was after the whole uh, Cena Nexus thing just totally flopped over. So I stopped watching uh, WWE for... <laughs> yeah. So I stopped watching wrestling for like a while after my uh, father passed, which was 99. So from like 2000 or oh, 2001, 2002, 2003... I was just kind of just out the game, just living life, and what got me back into it was um, when some friends at school told me that uh, Benoit and Guerrero had become, uh, well, I found out that Guerrero was was the WWE champion and that Benoit was in a title match, and I was like, cool. So, WrestleMania 20 was like my first show, uh, wrestling-related show in like five years, so... When I watched that show, uh, I didn't know what was going on. I hadn't been following the product at all. So you can imagine the culture shock it was for me because WCW was gone. ECW was gone. WWE was the only thing standing. They had a brand split. So it was just very, very confusing. And the thing about Goldberg, uh, when, I, when I saw Goldberg uh, versus Brock, I didn't know who Brock Lesnar was. I knew who Goldberg was. And it was strange because when they both came out, like the fans were booing them both. And um and like when the match was going on, they were chanting You Sold Out of Brock and then JR was on commentary, uh talking about like rumors and theories and speculations and and, stuff and like I don't that. mean to cut you off,
0: but let me tell you something. The heat that they had just when forget about when they came out, when the graphic came up, oh my god, it was bad.
2: <laughs> yeah, I believe you. I believe you. Uh, it was just very, very, very confusing. Um, now, the thing about this for me was there's a website that I think most listeners may be aware of. It's not as big as it used to be, but it's still around. Uh, there's a website called GameFacts.com, and uh, it's a site you go to, and basically it has facts for numerous video games. You just go in there, and you type in a console, and then when you type in the console, you type in the game, and there's, like, you know, fully detailed reviews on how to go through a game. And, you know, this was in the early 2000s. So this was before YouTube, before Facebook, right. before Twitter. So, you know, it was a big deal. I mean, back back then, if you were having trouble in a game, you either went to GameFAQs or you bought a magazine, you know, those little, right. uh, the little strategy little guys. Yeah. Right, 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 you know. And unfortunately today, because of the Internet and YouTube and stuff, like, there's pretty much no point. That that stuff's kind of out of business. But the cool thing about GameFAQs was, it had, like, a miscellaneous section that covered other stuff, like sports, uh, movies, and there was actually a wrestling section, and that was kind of my introduction to, like, the IWC. But at the time, I was not aware of what I was looking at. I saw this one article in a wrestling section, um, because a friend, he recommended me to, like, make an account on GameFAQs, and he was like, oh, just go here, and, like, and, and you'll catch up. And I remember, like, seeing all these different posts about, Lesnar leaving WWE and Goldberg leaving WWE. And, and see the thing about Game facts was a lot of fans would do stuff called fan fictions where, like, fans would just make up okay. stuff, like, for video games. So as I was reading it, I just assumed it was the same thing. I didn't put one and one together, and I didn't realize that what I was reading was, like, early dirt sheets and stuff because, mm-hmm. you know, websites today, like NoDQ and all that, like, that wasn't around back then. Well, I'm sure they were around. I just wasn't aware of them. But so I remember I remember reading reports that um I remember reading reports that Goldberg and uh Lesnar were leaving so but as I was reading it you know I was like what I was like in 10th grade I think hmm. I was like four, 15 16 so I just couldn't put one and one together so imagine my shock when I looked at WrestleMania 20 and uh you know that's what happened and as I was watching the match I was like oh that's when I realized I was like wait a minute so that stuff I read was actually True. And, you know, so that was kind of when I put one and one together and I sort of figured out like, you know, every every wrestling fan, that's a hardcore fan, it's funny, like the one question I like to ask him is like, when did you figure it out? Like, when did you realize that wrestling was a work? Like, and some people, they have like that moment where they realize and then some folks, they don't have that moment. They just sort of collectively over a period of time they just sort of came to the conclusion and just kind of realized, but that was my story right there. So, Mm -hmm. you know, but that was the first time it was with Brock Lesnar. And then the second time, which is the crazy thing, it happened to me again with Brock Lesnar a second time, because um, I was pretty much out when Cena buried the Nexus and stuff. Like I was pretty much done. And during that period of time, I stopped watching WWE completely. And I started focusing on alternatives like TNA, ring of honor, Uh, and stuff like that. I didn't really get into New Japan until like two years ago. But what got me interested back in WWE, it wasn't the CM Punk pipe bomb. It was when The Rock came back at WrestleMania 27, and they built up the uh, the whole thing between Rock and John Cena. And as I was tuning in to watch The Rock, that was kind of how I got introduced to Daniel Bryan and CM Punk and everybody else that was pretty much popular at the time. And what got me was... I walked into WrestleMania 28 pretty much a casual fan, not really knowing what was going on backstage and stuff. But what I wasn't aware of was apparently they had signed a deal with Brock Lesnar, I think the day before, Mania 28 or something like think that. that.
0: Thursday.
2: Right, right, right. I remember I was at
0: work.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, uh, I'm a big PW Insider guy. Mm. And Mike Johnson, who I will swear to this day, is one of the few... Honest was, and that, upfront. That admit,
2: he, he, he and was wrong. Exactly. He was the only
0: guy. Remember that Royal Rumble disaster? Right.
2: I remember that one. That was that the 2013 one. That everybody
0: was coming one. back. Mm-hmm. Right. Shelton was, was coming only. back.
2: Carlito was coming back. Mm-hmm. MVP was coming back.
0: Mm-hmm. He was the
2: only one that was like, not that. <laughs> he was the only
0: one that said, that took ownership for it and said, I screwed up. I should have known better. And I just, I didn't, I should have looked into it and I didn't. Mm. And he apologized. Right. He's the mm. only one. The rest of them hid behind that plans changed bullshit.
1: Right.
2: Yeah. You
0: know. That was the one yeah, thing so just,
2: that uh Jay and I are like we're on the same page on, you know, the whole plans change thing. Yeah. But what got me was when they did the the post Mania Raw after that, when they did the Cena segment, the fans were chanting We want Lesnar, we want Lesnar, we want Lesnar. So at the time I was like, What are they talking about? And then Lesnar came out and mm-hmm. I was like, Again, I was like, a second time, like, the fans are, are basically, like, ruining stuff for me. So, like, sometimes, sometimes, I guess the point of my story is sometimes, like, fans question the power of, of the hardcore. You know, at the end of the day, hardcore fans are indeed the minority. The casual fans are the majority. So, hardcore fans can do whatever they want 90% of the time. I think it depends where you are. Right, right, right. Most most of the time, in most cases, hardcore fans cannot and will not dictate how you can see a show. But there's that small ten percent where they really can like ruin stuff, and mm-hmm. they did it both times, and they both involved Brock Lesnar. <laughs> so I don't know what it is about Brock, but he just seems to—I uh, don't know—I don't—I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Like, like it's it's one thing if it happens once, but it happened twice with this guy. So it just seems like uh, they seem to follow him in droves. But,
0: yeah, really I've been watching is the match. the epitome of a polarizing figure. Like right, really, right. Like, he really is. Like, they say it with Cena, like, oh, no matter what, he brings an emotion out of you. And But you know what? With Lesnar, maybe he doesn't bring out the same emotion. But I'm sorry, but you watch. And it. you know what? The UFC numbers prove it.
1: But when he well, goes out there. Look at the pay per
0: views that when he's on a pay per view, you know, it doesn't matter. not so much now because of the network, but,
1: yeah. you know,
0: three, four years ago, before the network, go look at a pay per view, go look at the buy rate for the Extreme Rules in 2012, and then go look at the buy rate for Payback or Extreme Rules from 2011. They're not even close.
2: Man he brings something different to the table. He's uh he feels uh he feels real. My uh, my mom mm-hmm. who doesn't follow wrestling anymore, but every so often she'll ask me what's going on, like what are the storylines <coughs> like, who's back and you know, the few times she watches, she tells me that Brock Lesnar is one of the few guys there where it feels real, like it feels Amazing. like he's a shoot, you know? Cuz that's kind of yeah. like what I liked about Brett and in Brett's matches, you know, when he was when he was working on the body parts and stuff like it seemed like, he was tagging them for real. And,
1: yeah.
2: um, and Lesnar, like... he brings that to the table. He has yeah. this intensity where it really feels like he's fucking them up for real. Sometimes you know what when you does? hear...
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: what, what Brett would do, and I didn't mean to cut you off, that, oh, that okay. seems to be a lost art nowadays. You look at Brett, and, you know, I've, I've heard people say, you know, when you talk about Hogan, when you talk about Cena, like, the five moves of Doom... And I've actually heard Brett brought into this as well. And the reason why I'll defend Brett is, is because if you look at the, a Brett sequence, and you know the sequence I'm talking about, you know, the, the backbreaker, the stomping on the groin, you know, it was all building to the sharpshooter, which worked on everything he had been working on for the past, three to four minutes, you know, you know it, 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 the sharpshooter affects your back. It affects your legs. And Brett was working them over to the point where, you know, okay, now I'm going to hook this in, and, you know, you're going to tap because everything I've just touched is affected. You know, that, that's the difference. And I feel that's a lost art nowadays. Like you really don't get. I mean, granted, few guys, fewer guys use submissions, but I feel like you don't get that whole buildup. And and Lesnar is that same guy. Like Lesnar throws you around the ring because he mm-hmm. wants to get to to that point where that F five is just going to be the knockout.
2: Hmm. Yeah. A few people. A few, it's a lost art, and um, not that many people have it. Uh, it's one of the few reasons why uh, I like Oscar in NXT because when oh, she's yeah. in there. It's the same. I get the same feeling I get with Brett. It's like she's tagging them for real. Like she's uh, putting them in arm bars and choke and stuff like that. Um, one of the main reasons why Austin Aries is my favorite of a lot of the indie guys is because, uh, and it's unfortunate because it's becoming a mainstream style, like, you know, the suicide dives and the backflips. Like a lot of guys do it, but there's something about the, the mannerisms of Aries. Like when he does the suicide dive, he does it through the bottom rope. And he gets a lot more velocity when he does it. Mm-hmm.
1: And unlike
2: Jay Lethal and Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose, he doesn't do it where it's like he does it three times. Like, I hate that. I hate mm-hmm. it when people do the suicide dive three times. Like, it, it comes off as too choreographed, too scripted. But oh, Aries, can just. We
0: can spend, we can spend four <laughs> days on, on right. the problem with in ring styles right now and, and, and all that. Yeah.
1: But you're yeah, right uh, on with Aries.
0: Aries is such. And, and that's why. And it's not so much a bad thing. But that's mm-hmm. why I worry about a guy like him never making the main roster, not because of his lack of talent or not because they don't see anything in him, but because they may see that much in him that, you know, you know what? We don't need, and I'm just going to pick a guy out of nowhere. We don't need a right. Amas, Andre mm-hmm. Amas, like you just said, doing the suicide dive three times. You know what? Let's keep Aries down here because, you know what, maybe we could hook Aries up with him. You know, let him train him down his performance, and then let them work some matches on the road together. And you know yeah, what? They will make right. a a, a better a better performer. You know, mm. and because of that, though, Aries never gets past NXT. But again, it's not like in a negative mm-hmm. way that he right. you, you know, right. what I'm like yeah, you know, guys like Aries are are such a rare commodity that you know what? And and Hunter's not stupid. Hunter's not. Hunter will sit there and totally realize what a guy like Ares brings to the table. And you know what? I mean, he'll pay him royally. Mm-hmm. You know, not that Ares was a guy that was ever about the money, but, you know, Hunter, you know, I could see Hunter, you know, maybe in a year approaching him and saying, hey, listen, you know. I know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like,
1: yeah, how do
0: you feel about taking on this role down here, you know?
2: Right, 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 you know. And, um... I just you bet, you, it's, it's a lost art, like you just said. But his suicide dive and another one he has is uh, that running drop kick he does in the turnbuckle. He just mm-hmm. takes off like a rocket. Like he did it better mm-hmm. than Daniel Bryan. I remember I made that post like in 2012, and a lot of folks were like, "Oh, this was uh, that was white when the Daniel Bryan yes thing was was getting mm-hmm. over." And I said, "Look, man, Bryan's great, but like Aries has the best." uh, turnbuckle dropkick in the business. You know, and I think Brian even said himself that Aries did it better than him. Brian, what I like about Brian, he's very, very gracious. Like he knows he's good, mm-hmm. but like he goes out of his way and he'll, he'll just, admit when he'll, someone... tell
0: he'll tell you right. you're better than him.
2: Yeah. Like I think he said on uh, the CWC that Kota Ibushi is like the hardest kicker he's ever been with. So he just said mm-hmm. straight up that, uh, Ibushi's yeah. a better kicker than him. So he's pretty cool. Pretty much everybody in new Japan has that, uh, style where it seems like it's real uh the more popular ones is uh that shibata guy uh mm-hmm. he's he's basically like a taller ken shamrock i think i don't think cody's worked with him yet uh nakamura of course that's why that's why he's in WWE. cody he's wants gonna... to work with shibata yeah uh, good luck with that cody <laughs> Sh- shibata will
0: kick any remnants <laughs> of the mustache off cody's head
1: <laughs> yeah yeah
2: yeah but overall yeah you can count you can count on your hand how many bring that uh that realistic style. Mm-hmm. And I won't, and it you know, I'll, I'll get shit, I'll get shit for this too, you know, and you know, people hate him, but I actually put Roman on that list. He, he brings a little bit to the table for real, because the spear is one of the most overused moves in wrestling. So many folks do a spear, but when Roman does a spear, it feels real. Yeah, you know, it does. yeah
0: you, you know what, it gets it gets lost in the whole, oh sure, Roman gets to pin him with a spear, but everyone else, you know, the guy kicks out at one, you know. But yeah, you know what, <laughs> <coughs> you're right, there is a little something to Roman, you know, where... He's a good worker, and he
2: has intensity, it's just the character's not there. The and character's
0: not there, The yeah. booking,
2: and you know, booking is really yeah. just our fans, yeah. but yeah.
0: The key's going to be, if he's going to move in, I don't want to spend too much time on Roman, but... You know, it looks like Roman's moving into that world title feud with Owens for the whatever the Raw December pay-per-view is going to be. And, I mean, Owens will retain against him. That's not the problem. But I, I really think, like, you need to go back to the day where Owens will cost Roman that U.S. title. Mm-hmm. You, can't, you can't start doing these matches because then, you know what you get? You get the matches like they were doing. And I thought these were so stupid – when Cena was feuding with Rollins, but they were feuding, um, they were feuding over the U.S. title instead of the World title. So they were working a series of house shows with Cena, even though Rollins was the world champ. Cena was the champion defending, and he was pinning Rollins left and right. Like,
1: yeah, I, that was I hate bad.
2: those. Yeah, Well they? I disagree with that because at the end of the day. Like, see, what what I like about New Japan is that they realize Tanahashi is Tanahashi. He can lose, and it doesn't hurt him because he's he's Tanahashi. He's the ace of New Japan. So what they should have did was they should have just had Owens beat Cena in that, in that last match they had. They had, like, the series of three matches. Mm-hmm. You could have had Owens beat Cena. And then after that, you could have you made up some way for Cena to challenge Rollins the next month anyway for the title. You know, but he's John Cena. You could have come up with something, but... Him so do him a tag him.
0: match, somebody mm-hmm. in Cena against somebody in Rollins. Right. And have Cena, Cena pin Rollins in the tag match.
2: Right. You know, him ultimately, him ultimately beating Owens, it didn't really lead to anything. And like I said before, um, Cena did not bury Owens, but he no. Owens, at the end of the day, he was a talent that was built up only to be fed to Cena. And mm-hmm. to Cena's credit, I think that was the last time that happened. But uh, that's what happened to Rusev. That's what happened to Owens. Is when there's a difference between being buried and just being fed mm-hmm. to. And they just they, they unnecessarily fed Owens and Rusev to see that it didn't have to go that way. Sometimes I feel Rusev, like
0: it did take hmm. Rusev a lot longer to rebound than it did Owens because then right, Owens moved into did. that feud with Cesaro. Right. I remember they were second to last at SummerSlam, and hmm. Owens beat Cesaro clean.
2: Well, what didn't help Rusev was that horrible story with uh, Ziggler and Lana <coughs> and Summer Rae. That was like one of the worst stories that year. Sometimes I that, feel that like that
0: was Lana's fault.
1: <laughs> right? It was.
0: How do you go on? How do you go on? You know, listen. You know, kayfabe. You know, whatever. I understand. It's it's pretty much dead and buried. But mm. you know, you 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 couldn't wait to post that picture of that engagement ring.
2: You can tell she doesn't really take it seriously. You can tell. Yeah, that, uh,
0: she's lucky. I heard. I I remember hearing last year. I mean, I was in. I was still in the hospital when a lot of that happened. But I remember hearing that there was a lot of consideration being given to just getting rid of her. Like they were yeah. that pissed.
2: You, you can tell, like they're not really because she's just kind of there. She's not now really she's adding much. There,
0: yeah,
2: yeah. Maurice and Miz are really like outshining them. So, mm-hmm. but I think they've invested too much to fire her. But at the same time, they're not going to let her. <laughs> Um, you know, do anything. I, I think the other day, the <coughs> other raw when they were over in, uh, they were in Ireland, right? Where
0: were they?
2: They weren't in America, that's for sure. No, I know they, they weren't. Were,
0: uh, yeah, they were in London. Yeah, they, they were, were in the like UK. in London
2: or someplace, and Lana was still saying, "Now America, stand up!" And I'm like, "They're not even in." America. It was like she yeah. was so she was like, you could tell like she was on autopilot, like she didn't even realize where she was. So, you know, like that's kind of like why I like Maurice. Like I never really cared too much about her as a wrestler, but. As a valet, like, she's vocal. She gets involved in the matches. She's oh, yeah. Like, she, you can tell, like, she actually pays attention and she's mm-hmm. actually putting effort. I'm not getting that from Lana. I'm just getting this sort of... I'm getting a vibe of indifference. And I kind of feel sorry for Rusev because I actually feel like she's kind of bringing him down a little bit on the card, in my opinion. Not like in a Mark Merrill Sable way, but I feel like if he could just do his own thing. And, like, if they were to... Because, like, as an example, like, in WCW, DDP had Kimberly Page. And at first... Mm-hmm. Like she was a big part of him, but then at a certain point, DDP got over, and and they just they quietly kind of removed Kimberly from the equation, and it didn't hurt him. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like there was an angle or anything. She just right. very quietly she just stopped coming out of DDP, and it worked. I feel like you could do that with Rusev. You could just quietly just have Lana come out with him less and less, and you know if you just have him be like this monster that just destroys people. He could be a face or a heel. I, sometimes I think you could even do a double turn, sort of. You could have uh, – I feel like one cool direction I would like to see is uh, I would like to see Strowman continue to destroy people and, you know, him com- him demanding more competition from somebody. And, and as you're watching, you're thinking, oh, okay, it's going to be Roman or someone. And or, Rusev comes he, out. Yeah, Rusev comes out. kind like of do the Seamus
0: shameless- Right when right, they turned Seamus the last... with Mark Henry, yeah. Right,
2: you know, I think that would get a good reaction because I think most fans wouldn't expect Rusev to do it. You know, the problem I, would I, be though.
0: The problem would be you'd have to feed Rusev to Strowman. Yeah, yeah, you would have to. But and, then, but and then, you know, but
2: as long as you make Rusev look strong, it would be a convincing face turn. You know what I mean? So I mean, it worked for Seamus for a brief period before they fucked it up. <laughs> so, so. Um, but yeah, man, Brock, like you said, getting back on point, uh, his numbers don't lie, and uh, he brings uh, an intensity to the uh, the table. Um, I know a lot of fans that don't watch wrestling anymore, they don't care about wrestling anymore, they don't follow it anymore, but if Brock Lesnar's on the card, they go out their way mm-hmm. to see what's going on. Uh, to me, the biggest example of that was uh, WrestleMania 31, because uh, I know a lot of folks that... Uh, they saw WrestleMania 30 like as a send-off cuz I know a lot of folks were just into wrestling for a while and um but at WrestleMania 31 uh there was a lot of videos of a lot, there was a lot of UFC fans, a lot of MMA fans and a lot of just manly fans in general they they tuned in to watch Brock fuck up Roman <laughs> you know okay. and I was like do you guys even know who Roman is and they were like they don't know and they don't care Doesn't they want to see they just want to see Brock kill somebody so I'm like okay you know so there it is, I guess.
0: <laughs> mhm. Yeah, it, it's it's what you call it. it it's it's what you, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He yeah. He he um he's 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 everything he's meant to be, and you know, and the one thing is that Brock gets a lot of shit for, but it's not his fault. He's not rocky <laughs> in the sense of all they have to do is ask Brock to put somebody over, and as long as as long as this, the money's in his account, he won't care. Yep. The problem is they don't want to ask him or they don't want to ask him yet, you know
2: they don't want to ask him because of because of a mixture of two reasons: they don't want to ask him because they're afraid he'll get pissed and bounce, or they won't ask him because they're just genuinely afraid of him. And I guess this is what's called the Andre problem because I know Andre was before my time, but I've read stories that a lot of guys in the locker room, like both people on the roster and a lot of people in creative, were just genuinely afraid of Andre because Mm -hmm. he was so fucking huge. I've, I've heard stories that there was only three people Andre listened to. I think it was Haku, a.k.a. Ming, uh, I heard that he feared Ming. I think everybody fears Ming. <laughs>
1: yeah. and,
2: and I heard that he respected... Um, shit, this is where my age is showing. <coughs>
1: Harley Race. Harley
2: Race. I heard yeah. he respected Harley Race, and I heard that uh, he considered Bobby Heenan to be a very good friend.
0: Yeah. And The uh, problem like with Andre, though, is is that Andre literally left them in the dark a lot of times about what he wanted to do. The the stories right. about WrestleMania three are 100% true from everything I've ever seen, that they literally did not know what he was going to do. Right. You know, they mm-hmm. literally did not know. And it was totally going to be his call. The difference with Brock is, and again, it could be, maybe, like you said, maybe they're just scared to ask him. You know they don't want 2004 to happen again, right? Brock only cares about money at the end mm. of the day, you know. And, and you know, if you go up to Brock and say, "Listen, you know, two million in your account if you put over Ellsworth," Brock's going to turn around and say, "Which way did it ring?" <laughs> you know, I'm, right. I'm serious, you know. You know, and that's why like people try to loop him in with Rocky and this one and that one. I'm like, don't you dare! Loop him in with Rocky. You know, Rocky's a totally different animal from Brock. You know, mm-hmm. totally different. I, 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 back in WrestleMania 29, around that time, I remember getting a lot of shit from Jay because Jay was, you know, in love with the Rock return. And I was like, he's a douche. <laughs> you know, he's a self promoting, you know, and he won't give anything back. He won't. I'm sorry, and, putting over Dina was not giving back. And that
2: in that period of time, I would agree. Yeah, you know, that, that wasn't the right. I still, I still, you know, I know Jay. He defended it because it was in it was in the New Jersey area. But uh, yeah, WrestleMania but 29 that match was, would have was drawn, not good.
0: That match would have drawn if it was on the fucking pre-show. You know, <laughs> it, it didn't yeah. mean. And and you know what? You could you could you had you could have gone into that match again without having the title on the line. And you know what? You could have let Punk undertake or be for the title, you know? Right. Like, mm. you know, or even put Punk in a threat. Was, that was bad
2: business. Basically, like, I get it, but I don't agree with it. And Magic then, man, he's the, he's the owner of WWE, and he's the promoter of WWE. So, in his mind, when he's, when he's making these, these Mania matches, and when he's making these SummerSlam matches, what he's doing is he's not thinking about the match that's going to make the most logical sense. He's thinking about the match that's going to make the most money. And in it, his it, mind, Rock Cena 2 was the rematch. The problem, though, was the story for it was bad. It came at the expense of, of Punk, who rightfully right. should have been in the main event at that time. Right. I know a lot of folks, or should have know, had the
0: title. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll give you the whole main event thing, but you know what? Let Punk have had the title.
2: <clears throat> to me, what you know? they should have did, my idea at the time, would have been Punk, Rock, Cena, and a triple threat. And what I would have did to make it interesting is I would have had each one of them have their own title. Because The Rock, he introduced a new title um, shortly after he won it. And during Punk's entire reign, like, like when, not, not his entire reign, but before he won the belt, like I think when they were doing the, uh, not a Money in the Bank, but I think it was when they were building up to SummerSlam, Punk said, we're finally getting rid of this spinner belt, and we want a new design, and the fans reacted mm-hmm. to it. Because I remember Punk said a lot of times when, when he was still there, that he wanted a new title. Don't do and, this,
0: because my rebooking is going to be the Summer of Punk. Don't don't right. go too far into this, because you're going to take some of my thunder.
2: <laughs> oh, right, right. I won't go too far. But what I would have did was, I would have had Punk, like, as soon as he beat Cena at SummerSlam, or let me rephrase that, no. After he beat Dorio at Survivor Series, the next night, he would have introduced a new title for himself, his own design for his own character, just like Edge, The Rock, and Stone Cold, and a few others. Had their own design belts for them so punk would have had his own design belt the rock would have had have his you know he would have been declaring himself the people's champion so he would yeah. have introduced the you know the design that we would eventually get and then cena would have still had a classic spinner which you know fits him anyway I like that. And I, yeah i would have did rock cena uh and um and punk at wrestlemania and a triple the threat.
0: Title. yeah
2: yeah, right. If all three of them having their own special belts and stuff, mm-hmm. like as, as you know, and, and I'll give I'll give Taker and Punk credit because as rushed as it was, they did the best they could do with their program, and that match was very good. And mm-hmm. you know, to this day, there's a lot of confusion, there's a lot of mystery because you know Taker, uh, he looked good at Mania 28, he looked good at Mania 27, he looked good at Mania 29, but just he just something about that Mania 30 match, he's just he was just off that year. Even I understand he got a concussion. I understand that, but just throughout that whole buildup, Taker just looked off. He looked really sick. I don't know what happened in 2014, but um, he, yeah, just, he didn't, he he didn't look bad. right. Yeah, he, he, looked he didn't bad. look I right. I saw
0: him at the Barclays, like the second-to-last Raw before Mania, and he, he just, yeah, he looked.
2: He, that looked off. Whole build,
0: he just he He did not look good.
2: He didn't. You I know. felt uncomfortable watching the match, not just because Taker was losing, but he just didn't look good. And, um, but that's what I would have did. But, you know, I, I agree. the, The issue I have with The Rock really is like, I feel like it's time for him to, like when he comes back randomly, when he comes back, like, you know, he comes back and he does a segment with like Rusev or he comes back and he does a segment with New Day. Like, that's cool. Just being in the same segment with him, you know, just interacting with him gives them a rub. That's cool. But it's getting to the point now where it's like these random comebacks the or these random cameos at Mania. Like no one's
0: getting anything from him.
2: <clears throat> right, right? No one's getting anything. There's only so, so it's much like,
0: being in the ring with him.
2: Right. Has
0: value with
2: you right, know. Like what he did with the Hurricane is a prime example of of uh, right. of, of getting someone over. Like you, you do right. these backstage segments of Hurricane. You have like a random match on Raw. Sure, it was to build up him in Austin, but still, like it really it gave Hurricane exposure because before mm-hmm. that, Hurricane was just kind of like this low car guy. And by doing these continuous segments of Hurricane, it really got him over as a as a good, like, you know, mid-card babyface. And then later on, he had a tag team going with Rosie. And, sure, like, it, it was peak, but it helped him. Like, that's an example. Or his segments of Christian, like when Christian still had the long hair and Rock was giving him advice. And then soon after that, Christian cut his hair. He got into better shape. He got Tomko. He became Captain Charisma. And then that led into his run in 05. Like, I'm waiting for him to do something like that for mm-hmm. somebody on the roster, and it's just right. it's not mm-hmm. happening, and it's just kind right. of like, you know, like, where is this going, you know? And I mm-hmm. feel like he's totally given up on Roman, because after that Royal Rumble debacle, he yeah. is not even, like, you know, because I, 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 when he was going to show up at WrestleMania this year, I felt maybe he'll show up doing the Triple H match, and, like, mm-hmm. he didn't even – like, Rock, it's like, Rock, he knows. It's like, he knows that, like, they fucked up with Roman. It's like, he's not even going to try. It's like, I know Roman's not over, but, like, try to help or do something. Yeah. Like, he's not even
1: doing he that. Has, I'm it's telling like...
0: you, go back to the Rumble in 15, and he's got that look on his face. When he's raising Roman's hand, he he knows. He's got that look on his face like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you
2: know, that's very unlike Rock to just give up, because he's a pretty positive guy. He usually keeps trying but uh, it's like when he doesn't even you. try to if interact with in Roman. Roman.
0: To get over as a heel, I'll tell you. And you know, I know this would require a lot. Call Rock and be like, "Listen, come out one night, and we're gonna have Roman just lay you out."
2: Yeah, that would be the idea.
0: You know. Yeah. You know, or what they could have done: have Roman toy with the idea of joining the Authority. Bring Rock out for a promo. Hey, listen, I was in the same spot as you. You know what I'm saying? Address mm-hmm. the history. Mm-hmm. First of all. You know, but this last five, six year, Rock, nah, total douche.
2: But being in uh, in seriousness, uh, bringing it back, I, I know there's some reports going on, and I was joking about it the other day. Uh, there's some reports going on about uh, Taker becoming champion oh. and, uh, and fighting Cena. And if this happens, you know, I was joking about it. And, uh, and again, like, the thing about Punk's podcast was when he was ranting, everyone just listened to what they want to listen to and stuff. But if they go that direction, if they do Taker versus Cena, then it's basically Mania 29 all over again. Because it's AJ who should walk Edit into Mania as though. the champion. in that
0: statement, though. If they do mm-hmm. Taker versus Cena for the title because take on its own is fine right right
2: but for the title it would be
0: yeah
2: it would be it would be punk all over again yeah where it's like okay this is going to be a bigger money match than even though it makes more logical sense for aj to walk into because the, mm-hmm. the because what because the, the impression that i was under is that aj was walking into mania to champion and he was probably going to drop it to Cena for number 16, because that's yeah, the, the only show. The
0: other thing I've also heard with AJ is they're planning to turn him face.
2: That's and, fine. He's not booed
0: anyway. And that's fine, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, <clears throat> and I've heard, like, Orton, Wyatt's probably going to blow up at Mania, which is fine. That's fine. I mean... As long
2: as Wyatt gets a Well, the story requires for Orton to win, so... Yeah. Uh, anti-taker street but, continues. <laughs> yeah, but
0: here's the thing, though. If if AJ turns face, that's fine, and AJ goes into Mania as the champion, because of the brand split and everything, unless you're ready to take a major chance on Miz, who is the guy he faces? That's the problem.
2: See, and that's that's why I say it's like CM Punk, because they were so obsessed on Rock Cena 2, that they weren't thinking about, okay, what's Punk going to do, and there was no one left for Punk to fight, and so Vince just said, hey, Taker, man, I need for you to rug Punk. Can you do it? And he said, okay. They got lucky in that area, but in AJ's case, if Taker's already fighting Cena, there's no one left, and yeah. you can't do Miz versus Styles, so the only other exception would be you either call up Kurt Angle, and you do Angle Styles, or... You call up somebody from NXT and you have them basically be on NXT and the main roster at the exact same time, pretty much like what Owens did. And just looking at the roster right now, the only person that could even do that would be like Nakamura or Joe. There's a yeah, good and chance and Joe that Joe's going to be on Raw.
0: Yeah, Joe's probably going to, and Joe's probably going to be up by the end of the month.
2: Right. You know. He'll, so he'll,
0: he'll. Yeah, he's follow the formula: title rematch, hmm. tapings, gone.
2: Yeah. So. You know, he should he should be, I expect him to probably, he could show up as early as, like, Post Mania. Uh, no, nah, it's not Post Mania. He could show up as early as the Raw after Survivor Series or something, potentially. Yeah. But, but I'm not against the idea, but like I said, if they go up that direction, if they do Cena take her for the title, then it's pretty much an exact repeat of uh, yeah. of, um, of, of what they did with Punk, where they were so obsessed on Cena that they didn't really think about, where' everybody else go in the card. But from what I understand, Vince is very high on AJ, so yeah. I, d- I don't find that so I, th- I think AJ's
0: got a sh- chance. I, I mean, I understand it's it's easy to sit there and, you know, mm. automatically jump the gun and, and this and that, but, I, yeah, the, the one thing that I don't think Punk ever really had, that AJ has, is he's got, AJ has Vince. Hmm. You know, and he's also got Hunter, which the Punk's problem was he never had either one.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Speaking of that,
0: um, in retrospect, kind of,
2: it's sort of like, um, I know some fans say you got to play ball. I agree you got to play ball, but sometimes, like, if it doesn't fit the character, it doesn't fit. Like, uh, for instance, a lot of fans compare Kevin Owens to CM Punk for some reason. Um, I agree that that, um, they both are very similar. And the fact that they troll a lot, um, wow. I agree that they both pretty much bring the same thing to the table. There isn't anything Punk can do that Owens can't do and vice versa. Right. But from an in-ring standpoint, I've never really thought about comparing the two. But the reason I bring them up is because like, when Punk was champion, like one thing that we see not just in WWE but in wrestling in general, a lot of times when people go heel, they wear suits. And when Punk was there his entire time, like, he never did that. Like, I think the only time he would ever wear a suit is, like, at the Hall of Fame. And yeah. even then, his suit was kind of like yeah, casual like, suit, not, not, not really dressy-dressy. Yeah. You know, whereas Owens, he's wearing a suit when he comes out for promos. And as some people are saying, it doesn't really fit Owens, which I agree it doesn't. But at the same time, Owens is probably just trying to play ball, and he's just trying to do what WWE expects him to do. And Owens is wearing a suit, but it's not like he's wearing a traditional suit. He's wearing like a black suit, which is something you don't really see that much in wrestling today. So, But at the same time, AJ, he doesn't wear a suit, and he's a heel, sort of. <laughs> so, so, Yeah, but it's I a think... different dynamic,
0: Raw and SmackDown.
2: <laughs> right.
0: It, it so. really is. like like, And you know what it is with Owens, too? I think they're, and eventually Hunter's got to come back. But I think the thing with Owens is, there's going to be some sort of connection with him and and Triple H and, and probably Stephanie, you know, whatever. So that, you know, that cloud of the authority, and I don't say that in a bad way, but that's more of a corporate, you know, type dynamic, whereas AJ on SmackDown, as of yet, there is no heel authority figure, and SmackDown is more of the... Just come here ready to fight type show than Raw is, mm. you know, and I think that's the difference. I, I you know, to be honest with you. Well,
2: that's probably one of the main things. You know, do and like then also, Smackdown. you know what it is
0: too on SmackDown. That's kind of you know when he's not wearing the ridiculous outfits. Miz is kind of the guy running around in a suit. Yeah. You know, you don't really, if you think about it, you really don't have any other heels on Raw doing that. You know, Rusev's not doing it. Obviously, Strowman's not, this one's not doing it. It's strictly Owens and occasionally Jericho, and on SmackDown, it's probably because it's, that's Miz, you know, mm. versus, you know, we can't have every single guy running around in a, you know. Right, right. You know, so... That could be it too, you know. Um, yeah, but you know what? Owens is getting there. Owens is. Owens is. Owens is getting to a point where he might even be better at Punk at the trolling.
1: Oh, I mean, even though, the even the little stuff he
0: said. Even the little stuff he did Monday night. I know everyone's talking about the he. Oh, he trolled AJ about the phrase. But go back to the beginning of Raw during the tag match with him and Roman. The referees talking to Roman when they're about to begin the match and. It's strictly just a camera shot, and Owens literally lifts up the belt and photo Roman during the camera shot. It's little stuff like that that's like, that's awesome.
2: Yeah, but they're you both know. pretty much the same. Yo, yeah. I, don't, I don't view them. I don't view them any lesser. But
0: no, I've never really no. thought
2: of. I've, I've never really thought about comparing them. I've never really. I've never thought oh. about Punk when I think yeah. of Owens, and I never think about Owens when I look at Punk. But I can see
0: it, it's how shame. they could
2: be similar.
0: Because of Jericho and Hardy. But you know what? Owens is... You gotta give Owens a little bit of consideration too for wrestler and personality of the year. You know what it is? He's got that late spring, early summer where he was like doing nothing. But if you look at I would have did that
2: last year, not this year. I don't think he's done enough this year.
0: Like I said, mm-hmm. he's got the spring and the summer where he kind of fell off. But even if you look at the feud with Ambrose, like the shit he would say to Ambrose was like, wow. You know, like,
1: mm-hmm. but then he,
0: like, post-mania, even up until, like, until he hooked up with Jericho, he was, he was, he was on a dull period. That's why, you, you know, you can't put, but... He, he, other than that, he's he's been right on par, and you know, I mean, Jericho. I'm sorry, but I I think Jericho's even overtaken Hardy.
1: Did you know Broken Nat had amnesia? I was laughing at that
2: yesterday.
0: <laughs> yeah, see that that's the thing. Like they just, I don't I don't know.
2: Oh, by the uh, way, did you do predictions yet, or, or did you no, not over? yet.
1: Oh, okay. Not yet.
0: I was. I literally, when you came on, I was like I said. I was relieving my personal horror of being at WrestleMania 20 for that match. Oh,
1: um, um.
2: You poor soul. We,
0: yeah, I know. But hey, I got to see Benoit win. Yep. You know, it's always darkest before the dawn. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but yeah, I, Matt Hardy with amnesia now, like, <sighs> it's getting a little. Oh, getting I was a really. Little uh,
2: I was really impressed with um. That's Eli Drake in his match with uh, Eddie. He's looking good.
0: Yeah, Eli's um, looking. Re- Eli's looking really good. Eli. Eli. Hopefully, they position him to have a good two- 2017. Hmm. It's not a spoiler, you know. ec 3s the number. No- he's. He, I'm almost certain EC3 going heel to take the belt.
2: Yeah, he's just better as a heel. There, right yeah. now, what's going on right now is uh There are a lot of guys currently in the business that are good. But they're not they're having a good year but it's not as good as it was like a year or two ago. And to me, two of them are E C three and Jay Lethal. And me personally, I just think they're just both better as heels. Because mm-hmm. um, Jay Lethal as a face, like I just think as a face, people just think of him when he was in the X division or they They shouldn't
0: should have, should have fully turned him. They should have kept him the way he was, just fighting everybody. Right, right, right. You know,
2: he he's going to he's going to Japan and he's having matches with with Naito and Elgin, and the matches are good, but they're not as good as it was like a year ago or a year and a half ago. It's like something just seems a little off.
0: The dynamic and, is off.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like and,
0: Carter, Carter works some indies, and mm-hmm. he's a heel. Like he was even working Evolve um, mm-hmm. with Galloway for a little bit.
1: That's yeah, what I don't everyone know thought
0: that. everyone thought they were doing NXT versus TNA because they. had t- they attacked Gargano. Yeah, and you know, everyone says it. You know, they get why TNA had to do it because the crowd, you know, the same twenty people that go to the Impact Zone were demanding it. Um, right. But they were like, he should have never been turned. Yeah, I you do know. think this
2: is just weird. I think Rockstar Spud's better as a face, and I think EC3 better as a heel. I think Lethal is better as somewhere in between heel and tweener. I thought, I thought
0: lethal, lethal was at his best, like I said, when he was just fighting everybody. I'll fight mm. Adam Cole this pay-per-view. I'll fight Jay Briscoe the next one. I'll fight insert heel here at the next one, and then I'll fight Cole Cabana at this one. You know, just, yeah, yeah. You know, as a pure you know, face, champion. just
2: sort of off a little bit.
0: I'm the champion. You guys want my belt, which is the way it should be at the end of the day. It shouldn't matter if you're a heel or a face. You should want the belt at the end of the day. Right. You know, and now I've got to defend my belt against you. You know, that's the one thing that I've always felt, especially nowadays with the way the business has gone, that it's not as black and white as it used to be with characters and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Have, do more face versus face championship matches. Do more. Heel versus heel. You know, a lot of people crapped on Ziggler Ambrose. You know, for SummerSlam. Yeah, that match was pretty bad. It it was, but you know what? At least the concept of, oh, I wonder what heel Ambrose is going to defend against at SummerSlam, kind of got thrown out the window for it. You know, Mm. like it was, it was different. You know, you know that was. That's, I'm not I'm what what not writing has. off
2: Ambrose yet until we see a heel turn. I want to see what
1: he can no, do with a heel in WWE. About
0: them, I'm not talking about them specifically as like, you know, but I'm just saying that the whole concept of it as, you know, Ambrose was was the face champion, you know, and 99 times out of 100, oh, who's the next heel to step up at the pay-per-view? And it was nice to see them go the direction of of a face. You know, and and let's mix it up, you know, especially when, let's be honest, the title match itself, with everything else that was on SummerSlam, was probably third from the top anyway. You know, you Mm -hmm. knew the Universal title match was going to get put higher as far as priority. Lesnar-Orton, you could even make a case, even though it happened before, you could even make a case for Cena and AJ and I'll even let you make an argument for for Sasha and Charlotte. You know, you can slide that in every now and then. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. always have to be heel champion versus face challenger. Why can't Wyatt step up and challenge AJ? Why can't Strowman turn around to Owens after Survivor Series and say, "I'm coming for that." You know, and oh, just too why, traditional. Yeah, but that whole era is gone.
2: I thought that you know. one Money in the Bank they did where everyone in the Money in the Bank was a heel, I thought that was one of the better Money in the Bank matches that was really different.
0: Which one was that?
2: That was the one that Sandow won. Everybody in that match was a heel.
0: Everybody was a Cody, him, wow.
2: Yeah, it was Cesaro, Swagger, uh, Cody, uh, Sandow, Ambrose was in that match. The Shield made a run in. Like, everybody in that match was a heel. And I remember when they announced the match everybody was like, What's going on? But it was actually cool because since everybody was yeah. a heel, the fans had to choose who they wanted and it, a lot of folks in the match kind of turned face from that. It was really different and innovative. It was probably the most creative match they've done in like the past ten years. I the mean real, like
0: and the real was the champ, so he was a heel.
2: Right. No, that, yeah, you that, was okay.
0: There you go. They yeah. were meeting All right. That see, that's a different dynamic. Yeah, that's that fine. was a, that was
2: literally the most creative match they've done in like the last ten years. I mean, that's yeah. for real. I want to see that again. I want to see a match like that. Or I mean, you just look at it on paper and you're like, "What is this?" They're afraid yeah. to do that sometimes. Yeah. So you know, they're they're getting there with the woman. You know, they're they're starting to experiment. Okay, you got Sasha and Charlotte in the Hell in a Cell, so that's a start. But I would like to see that type of booking, like you know. And other places as well, you know, because everyone knows that they're trying to push the woman harder, but everything mm-hmm. else is still kind of like the same. So, well, but yeah, I, I, I see what you mean.
0: Yeah, like, you know, again, I'm not praising the match. I'm not praising Ambrose. I'm not praising Ziggler. But, you know, like I said, just, you know, the concept is different. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, buddy. Okay. That was too much, okay? Sorry about that. that um,. Good. Yeah, I mean, you want to jump into the shows, do some predictions yeah. and stuff.
2: Yeah, I'll jump in, and take over, and okay. I'll do some uh, NXT notes. Uh, I see they're finally doing something with Los uh He he definitely gave off a Naito ish vibe a little bit uh, in his match with uh, Cedric Alexander on NXT. I was looking mm-hmm. at it because N- I can't really describe what it is about Naito that just works. He just his gimmick. I can't I can't really help but express like. His gimmick really is is that he doesn't give a fuck. That's his gimmick. He doesn't care. Um, he, 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 like, he, he treats the belt like shit. And his matches, like, he'll, he'll like, run ahead of steam like he's going to do a suicide dive. And then he'll just do, like, a... Remember when you were in school and they taught you, like, if there's a fire, you need to stop, drop, and roll? Like, he'll do uh-huh. that. He'll run. And he'll, he does, like, these just little trolly, like, at first you think it's funny. But then you're, like, he, actually, he really doesn't give a fuck. And it's kind of funny. Yeah. And it just works for Naito. And I noticed LaSambra was, he was, uh, he was, he was wreaking a little bit of Naito in the match. The fans in the arena, well, full cell, they're bipolar anyway, so fuck them. But they didn't really even know uh, how to react to uh, LaSambra. But I'm willing to give it a shot. I think even under better circumstances, he could even be like a member of the Wyatt family. He's definitely got the beard for it. But um, I'm probably taking a little too far there. But uh, he had a good match with Cedric, and uh, it wasn't uh-huh. like Cedric needed to win anyway. I would have had the match be on TakeOver, but I guess they didn't want to have two singles matches involving a team where one person turned on the other. I, I, I see their logic mm-hmm. there. So, yeah. you know, that was cool there. Uh, so, anyway, uh, shout outs to him, and uh, hopefully um, hopefully he does better. Dario, man. Uh, look, man, I like you as a person, but don't be throwing your friends under the bus. He was like somewhere the other day, and he I mean, basically yeah, said – "Yeah, He made that comment that he wants out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, fuck, they're real. I mean, for friends like that, you know the enemies. But anyway, I really hope it goes. The reason why I'm, I'm kind of like a, a really big on La Sombra is I've said before that, you know, people give Cena a lot of shit. Nakamura was in New Japan for like 10 years, and out of 10 years he was there, he like lost 12 matches. Just like ridiculous. So
1: mm-hmm. one of
2: the few guys that beat Nakamura clean was La Sambra. So it's like you actually have one of the guys that legit beat him on your roster and they weren't really booking him that well. So I'm really hoping I'm hoping that they that they use this 'cause to have a guy that good and just use him for nothing would be kind of a waste sort of I don't want him to end up like uh Solomon Crow. Though he's on Lucha Underground now and he's looking better. So that's pretty much all I got for uh yeah. NXT. It was just a standard uh go home. The the, the thing was they built up a lot the, they build up like a lot of this stuff in advance already. So, like on the on the most recent NXT, it was really just a bunch of filler matches that didn't really have anything to do. What what with I heard takeover.
0: that happened was they didn't. I heard they kind of they they um. Hang on a second. go. Yeah. <clears throat>
1: Hello. Mhm.
0: All right. Sorry about that. Um okay. Yeah. Um, I, what I heard what happened was once strong, uh, not strong. Once Aries got hurt, the re- the reason why they ran out of material for this week was they're gonna do one of the semifinals one week and then the other the following week. But because Aries got hurt, they ended up having to do both. They they had them both because one was a singles match. Which yeah. strong in one of mm-hmm. TM61, and uh, you know that's why the other night was more or less a recap. So, but yeah, I mean, yeah, Del Rio needs to shut his mouth.
2: <laughs> he does,
0: you know, you know, and it must be killing them that they're on Total Divas.
2: Uh, that's what happens when you sign that contract. Even if yeah. you're not there anymore, your stuff is still uploaded.
0: Well, no. I'm sure, WWE must be like Jesus fuck. <laughs> you know. Can't yeah, edit it dude, out, I guess. Yeah, he's. Yeah, he he better be. Yeah, if I was a Sombra, I'd be like, yo, dude, shut shut your mouth. <laughs> sh- shut, shut,
2: shut it. Uh, I got the uh, NXT card in front of me. Okay. On a positive note, no one's really brought it up. Uh, <coughs> uh, uh, NXT and, and Survivor Series is going to be in Canada, so that's cool. Always love Canadian crowds. They're very fun. I still have very fond memories of a random pay-per-view. I think it was called Breaking Point when uh, Dove Ziggler had just got repackaged as Dove Ziggler, and he was trying to do a promo, and the the fans were chanting, shut the fuck up, Adam. That was hilarious. (laughs) Ah, you Canadian Canuckers.
0: I heard heard they're a little nervous, though. I heard they're a little nervous about what they're going to do to the main event. Oh,
1: what are you talking about?
0: uh, Lesnar and... And oh, uh, yeah, Goldberg. Yeah, yeah. I heard, yeah, 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 I heard yeah, there is yeah. some some nervousness as to, you know, which is why I, I'm a little afraid of what we may get as far as antics go to kind of calm, like, to kind of battle the crowd. But I, I have heard they are scared to death.
2: All right, well, if you want to see how Canadian crowds act to Goldberg, just look at the Goldberg Spears Brett segment. That's all i got to say mm-hmm. about that. Yep. <laughs> so, um,. Well, I'll just I'll do this in reverse order. Uh, Nakamura Joe. That'll be a good match, but uh Nakamura will go over, I think, here. Only because Rumble's right around the corner, so the writing seems to be on the wall here. Um I think Nakamura's going over Joe. What do you think?
0: Uh yeah, Nakamura's gonna retain. Um hmm. I've seen some people saying that maybe Joe wins and then they do a third match, but I I,
1: nah.
0: I think this is I think Joe's done just about everything mm-hmm. you can do at this point. I, I I think it's that's it. It's yeah. It's time.
2: There's yeah, so a Nakamura against Joe. Uh, I think Nakamura's going over there.
0: I I um, guess if you want to be just the only reason why this holds a little weight, maybe is because what um what should call it um what are you doing with Nakamura coming out of this? Don't think about that later.
1: <laughs> so. Yeah.
2: You could you could have him see with EY. Have him see with EY. He's got, like, a group I of
0: can, folks I, with him. See, it's funny you said that. I, I could see them... I could see that stable wanting to do a little something of everything. I could see...
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I could see that. Like, I'm going to go after the world title. These They're guys gonna, like, are going to go out. after, you know, right. eventually so. the... They don't. They
2: don't have a takeover in January. I think they might eventually have one. They might. They're forcing it
0: around. I. They might do something around the Rumble.
2: It's going to be too soon, though, because this is already like
0: they did did October, December. They did October, December last year. They came Mm -hmm. right out of respect and went right to London.
2: Okay. Well.
0: Yeah. I mean, they could if they want to. If not, they're probably building to the WrestleMania one.
2: Right. Right. Well, you could just have Nakamura. There's there's some guys you could play around with. There's EY, he's there. Uh, there's Roderick Strong, he's there. Not Fuse, per se, just matches he can have. Right. Many Fuse he could have. Uh, you could even have him have some matches with some of the Cruiserweight guys. Like, I'd like to see Nakamura, Sadrick, or
1: mm-hmm. whoever.
2: So, But I think uh, yeah, Joe's losing here. Uh, next match, we got got uh, Mickey James against Asuka. Again, the plan was I heard that they wanted Trish, but I think Trish most recently uh, got pregnant. Yeah. And uh, so they, they called Mickey as an alternative. I know Trish said a while ago that she wasn't done. So she has been low key working on like another run or, or a few matches down the road. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, I think Trish is pretty much, I mean, she's cool, but she's got her yoga thing going on. And, if she never came back, I would be okay with it. But if she had a match every now and so, end end, like, that would be cool as well. But that's kind of where Mickey came in. Mickey was sort of like an alternative of Plan B, you know. So I'll give them to and yeah. I'll give Triple H that. He seems to have Plan Bs and Cs, whereas like with Vince, he just puts all his eggs in one mm-hmm. bucket, and if it doesn't work out, it's like, fuck, what do we do? So um, it'll be cool. This this will be Mickey's first uh, push, match. Push you know, Billy or... Kay. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Right, this this will be Mickey's first match in WWE like since 2010, I think. So yeah. she had a she had a good run in TNA. I actually enjoyed her heel work, which was pretty cool. And I liked it when James Storm killed her. That was fucking hilarious.
0: Yeah, I was just gonna say <laughs> her TNA run ended in death.
2: <laughs> right, right. So she'll be facing Asuka. Uh Two very different clashes of styles. So and her
0: NXT run is gonna end in death. <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, maybe she, that's just her gimmick. She'll be like South Park. She'll just die where she goes. So, but I, I expect this match—the aim of Oscar, like kicking her in the head—I don't, I don't think she'll choke Nikki out. But uh, this—it'll be this will be a cool match, uh, just for the the uh, jealous styles. But uh, I
0: actually uh, think the ending is going to determine where they're going to go with Oscar. I think mm-hmm. if she kicks her and pins her, she'll stay like this kind of gray area, like macho face. Right, but. I think if she chokes her out, and I could see her not letting go right away, and mm. I think I think that's going to be the sign that, okay, we're 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 pulling, you know, we're going to what you call we're going to pull the trigger here and, um, mm. you know, go go heal with this.
2: We'll see. Uh, I think the match would be good. It'll be a very different. Oh yeah, uh, the match would be style. very good. Yeah, unless they're trying to like. It unless they're really trying to shake stuff up and do something inconsistent, I mean, I guess it's possible Mickey could win, but I think Oscar will win. But it, it'll be a good match. I'm maybe just interested just to see the gel of styles, just two very different performers. Mm-hmm. But by no means do I think it's going to be a <clears throat> a bad match. No. Uh, next match is uh, the uh, Dusty Finals. Uh, we got TM61 against the uh, Authors of Pain. I think uh, this is pretty much, <clears throat> you know, last year, Last year, I was like, you know, it was the first one, so I gave it the benefit of the doubt. So when they did the tournament this time, I was like, let me see what they do. So this second tournament has pretty much made me not really care anymore. Uh, It's cool that they're doing a a tribute thing for Dusty, but I'm starting to see now that like Andre the Giant, Battle Morrell, these matches in this particular tournament doesn't really do anything going forward. What I don't like about this tournament is two years in a row, they've made the NXT Tag Champions footnotes. That's probably my so, biggest act- issue. Actually,
0: in all fan, No, 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 Chris. Actually, in all fairness, this year, the Revival got hurt. I-, I heard they were supposed to be in the finals.
2: Well, they recovered pretty fast. I mean, how- what's the, what's yeah, but the recording thing they- they- yeah, like? way-
0: yeah, but when they were taping it, they, were- they didn't know how bad Dawson was hurt. I and- still didn't
2: look good on the tournament, though. <laughs> it didn't
0: yeah, but- <laughs> yeah, but you know what, though? The Revival, the way their characters are, though... They sold it really well, like they, they when they cut that promo, they were like, "Ah, oh, we don't need this, we're the champs, you know we're the top guys, you know, have fun with your little tournament, you know like they actually it was almost as if the revival were kind of were kind of saying the tournament wasn't worth um wasn't worth them I've know? been
2: very underwhelmed by this tournament second year in a row, but um it's this whatever i don't think this tournament means that much anyway. And this match in particular, I could have sworn we've seen it twice on NXT TV already. So I'm not really that excited to see it a third time. Uh, TM61, they're good, uh, but they're just kind of generic, sort of. They don't really have personalities. And the Authors of Pain are pretty much just another generic, like, two monsters with a manager guy. So, I mean, they're both good teams, but I really don't care about either one. Hopefully, down the road, they can evolve a little bit and get more characters so, but if I have to pick one, uh, I'll guess I'll just pick the authors of pain. The one, I suppose, uh, only because he, uh, I'm only picking them only because that guy, uh, what's his name, the uh, the road warrior manager, Paul Paul Ehring.
0: Paul, Paul Ellering.
1: Yeah, yeah, Paul
2: Yeah, Yeah, he he keeps saying that, that he has a plan or something. So I, I'm just assuming it's going to lead to something. But I'll I'll pick them. But uh yeah, I was just I was kinda underwhelmed by this. I'm gonna tournament go again. I'm,
0: I'm gonna take TM six one. I, I okay. think this is exactly what they need. I think I think DIY, as good as they are, I think they're getting to a point with the revival that, you know, <clears throat> it is what it is. Also in the very beginning of the cruiserweights being announced on ROAR, Gargano and Ciampa were announced. So I you know
2: very confusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I
0: I think I think the I, I think TM six one they're gonna be the guys, um, you know they're gonna
1: okay they're gonna well. what you
0: call it they're gonna they're gonna take the uh, I think they're gonna take it I, I I really do and and then I I could see this I could see this actually helping them because then I guess we'll jump right into the tag title match I could see them putting on really good matches with the revival and I could see that actually being the type of feud that. You know,
1: that gets
2: them going. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the DIY and the Revival is a two out of three falls match, so that's cool. That's
1: different. Yeah.
0: Um.
2: I'm not really sure who goes over here. And like you said, there's definitely some confusion with the whole cruiserweight thing because that's, that's the most confusing thing about the cruiserweight division because it's like, okay, so Who's basically like... Like, like yeah you know like there's this confusion so like if you're a cruiserweight there's just just a straight up shot to the main roster but then you see that there's some dudes in the cruiserweight division that are still making appearances on NXT so it's there's there's like some like you know for a fact that uh TJP and you know that Brian Kendrick like you know they have like okay these guys are main roster like they're on the main roster stuff they're going to be when they when WWE Raw whatever when they go house shows and stuff like these are guys that are going to show up but Everybody else It seems like Because the impression That I'm under Is if you qualify As a cruiseweight It's sort of like An automatic shot up to the main roster But then there's some cases Where like You're still in NXT So Yeah Swan, Swan not... was
0: working Swan was working NXT house shows Last weekend mm, Right Right, you know? right. And, and I know Cedric worked Worked the NYC show Wednesday night yeah. um, I don't know if he worked Last night in Boston But I know he worked He, de- he worked Wednesday night In NYC I know I've heard yeah, that.
2: yeah, it's very, very, very strange. So you could have DIY lose here, and at the same, in that respect, it's okay because then they could just individually do their away thing. But then at the same time, you could also have them win. But then if you did that, it just prolongs this feud even more. I mean, we're we still got a month left in the year, so uh, this is one of the harder matches to call. But it's just two out of three falls, and since there's two out of three falls, uh, I expect shenanigans. And when I, when I feel shenanigans, I feel heels retained. So I'll go ahead and predict the revival to retain. Just because two out of three falls usually scream shenanigans to me. But you I, 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 I do happening? like two out of three falls matches. Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I could see happening? And WCW, back in the day, actually turned around and said, no, fuck this, we're not going to hide behind this out. I could see the revival losing... Maybe the third fall by disqualification, and then mm. playing the well, the title can't change hands on a disqualification card. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. whereas I remember, I think it was, I think it was Austin and Rhodes for the U.S. title.
2: Oh, Dustin I know got, exactly what you're talking about. That was a got huge, yeah. Yeah. And then yeah.
0: Austin won the second. Like I think Austin won the third fall. And no, no, I'll tell
2: you what happened. I saw that. I, that was Stargate 93, my first wrestling show. At that time, throwing someone over the top rope was considered a DQ, and Dusty threw – Steve spit it on, 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 on Dustin, and so he threw him over the top rope, which was a DQ. Right. And then he, he got a chair, and he hit him, and then Steve was blading really good. And technically, they had, like, the two-minute rest period – but during that rest period, Dustin was just beating down Steve. And then when they reset for the second fall, it was like one of those things where he got a, a schoolboy cradle and then he put a foot on the rope. And and so he beat him, like, two straight. But even though he beat him two straight, like, Dustin was standing tall and Steve was like a bloody mess. So it right. was one of those things where he lost – well, I'm sorry. Steve yeah. won, but Dustin still looked stronger than yeah. him, like, in victory. It was, it was a really classic, like, heel – Two out of three stuff that you don't see anymore, like not even Ring of Honor does stuff like that anymore. So yeah, I could totally see the revival like doing something like that, where they like they like get a chair and like I like say they say they focus on Gargano because they seem to have the story. They seem to, they seem to like saying that Gargano is the one that takes the fall and mm-hmm. not Champa. Like say they get a chair and like they hit him in the leg with a chair, so they'll get DQ'd, but then they'll make him tap out the next fall. Or, you see what I'm saying? Like something right. like that.
0: Some and some cheap way out. Everyone keeps calling for this gargano ciampa, uh breakup that ciampa has got to turn on Gargano, too. Like, that's the other part of it, too, that I think there's just too many factors as to why DIY, DIY won't, won't.
2: Well, their win. name is so weird because it's called Do It Yourself, and they're a tag yeah. team. Uh, Corey Graves brought it up. <laughs> I was kind of like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, but Gargano, he's awesome, you know, and
1: oh, yeah. I, no, hope they both I hope it's perfect.
2: Yeah, yeah, Gargano's awesome and Champa's awesome. The first time I saw Champa was uh I think it was one of those Ring of Honor baseball shows, Field He's of Honor. He's
0: still indefinitely suspended by Ring of Honor, isn't he?
2: Yeah, he still is. He still <laughs> is. Uh like the first time I saw Champa, I forgot what happened. I think he he was fighting someone I think he was either fighting Elgin or Hansen, one of those two. And like he did this spot where like he put them in the in the corner sort of like how Goldust used to do when he used to do the Shattered Dreams, where he would kick Mm -hmm. him, like, down low. He put them, like, down there, and then he just continuously ran the ropes and would do, like, a knee to the face, then a fist to the face, and then a knee to the face. It was, like, just a never-ending just train of, like, fifth knees and clotheslines. It looked stiff. It looked really vicious. And I remember, like, uh, whoever he was fighting could not get out of it. And so they actually had to stop the match via ref stoppage, which was really fucking cool, because you don't really see that kind of stuff in wrestling mm-hmm. anymore. You see that, like, in UFC. So yeah. he won via ref stoppage, but it was like he was so into it, he wouldn't stop, and he mm-hmm. just kept going and going and going. And so then the ref reversed the decision and had Ciampa lose instead. And then Ciampa just snapped, and he just, like, he took out the ref. He took out the the uh, ring announcer. He took out Carino. He took out, like, uh, like... Two wrestlers, like I think they were like indie guys. He just he took out everybody. It was cool. Like even though he's a cruiserweight, he he just gives off can, like this. He can yeah yeah he gives they, off yeah. like this psycho vibe. Like he's just gonna break at any moment, sort of, and he could just kill you. And they've teased it a few times. I think they did it after um the last takeover where the revival was. They were yeah they were beating him down, and then the camera kind of zoomed in on his face, and he just had this really bizarre. Creepy look, and the revival looked at him like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Same thing. They
0: even did that at the end when they were leaving the ring after the match. Like Champa had his hand behind Gargano's neck, and it was like he's going to just throw Gargano down, isn't he? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like yeah it was like he's really good.
2: At, he's really good at that. So you were talking yeah. about lost art. Like uh, sometimes, like in the Attitude Era, you just had a lot of guys that had really good facial expressions like Vince and Shane and
0: stuff. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, but he was really mm-hmm. good at that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I got the revival retaining. Uh, what's, what's, what's next on this show? Hello? Hey, buddy. Yeah. Okay, go watch SpongeBob. Chris.
1: Okay, so we I think we lost Chris. Let me see if he's. Let me see if he's back on. Yeah,
0: we lost Chris. Um, give him another minute. To see, if, see if he gets back on. Um. Yeah, and we got Bobby Roode against Ty Dillinger. Um, I'm gonna go with Roode. And then supposedly there's gonna be a six diva tag, which is gonna be uh, Liv Morgan, Aaliyah, and Ember Moon. Um against I think Peyton Royce, Billy Kay and they were teasing uh them getting a third member. Um, I haven't seen anything as far as to who who that would be yet yeah, we got Chris back.
1: I don't know we were using Blog Talk again. Chris,
0: you
1: there? Yeah, sorry about that.
0: Okay, no, it's okay. It's okay. Um, so yeah, so uh, Rude Dillinger, what do you, what do you, what um, do you, you guys there?
2: This match is going to be the most fun <laughs> because they're both from Canada,
0: so mm-hmm. you know the
2: crowd's just going to just totally take over and go into business for themselves. Um, I expect this to be the opener as well. This is actually for me the hardest match to predict on the card actually because they're both in Canada. They're both from Canada, so there's no home field advantage Mm -hmm. here. Um, They've been building up Dillinger, and pretty much every time they bring in a new guy, he loses. But it's got to lead to something. He's got to have a big win. And because of who Root is, I could see them throwing Dillinger a bone and having him win finally. But then at the same time, I feel like they probably want to build up Root as well for the future for a, a possible match against Nakamura. So I can see him winning as well. And then when you have
0: Rumble. Did you say it too that maybe that Dillinger, somebody said it this week that Dillinger is more or less main roster bound like now that he'd uh, be up? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Did Did you you have Rumble? Oh, yeah, because, yeah, what happened recently was uh, I think there were some pictures that, that someone took. Of Shane O'Mack. he actually went to an NXT live event, which is very interesting. Because he went to that's New why...
0: York Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, right. And uh, there was one picture where he was with, um, where he was uh, dancing with uh, No Way we Jose. No Way Jose, yeah. And I know he tweeted that he was also uh, a fan of Ty Dillinger as well. So I could easily see both of them going to SmackDown as yeah. well. And you have Rumble across the corner. As well, so you could easily, I could easily see Dillinger in the rumble. So, but this is the hardest one uh, for me to predict because, to me, in my opinion, the story dictates for Dillinger to win, but Mm -hmm. I can understand Rude winning as well. And the fact that they're both in Canada, so I'm really looking forward to the crowd for for this particular match because I know they're just going to just be crazy.
0: I've even tried to get an idea of like what they're doing on the house shows to kind of see which way they're leaning. Mm -hmm. They're splitting the house shows. One night yeah. Rude wins. The next night Dillinger rolls him up. You know, the next night Rude cheats. The next night Dillinger beats him clean. You can't even get a feel from what from what they're doing with yeah. that with this. This is this the hardest
2: this, 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 this is, is the, the hardest one. Between and this includes Survivor series as well. I really can't predict this one. This is like a coin I honestly think it's just gonna be a day of decision where they'll yeah. probably just flip a coin or they could even I think ask Rude them like who do you want to go lose.
0: Over. I agree yeah. with you though. I think Rude could lose. And it would be less damaging. Yes. As compared to if, if Dillinger lost.
2: Yeah, and, and Rude is not that kind of heel either. He's not the kind of heel that needs to go and win every match because, no. because of, just because of his gimmick, he could he can lose and he can still rebound. I mean, that's how right. he was able to be successful in TNA. And
0: Rude's Ru- probably the type of guy that would turn around. So Bobby, how do you feel about your loss to Ty Dillinger this past weekend at Takeover? I didn't lose to Ty Dillinger and the <laughs> Like, <laughs> right. Rude is that type You know what I'm saying? Like, he's that type of heel that he can pull that off. Like, right. you know, or even if he beats down Dillinger after the match, Rude could be like, really, I lost? Who walked out and who needed help getting out of the ring? Right. You know, right. like, something like that, like, where, you know, Rude can kind of spin it to, you know... Mm-hmm. to hmm you know, But it, it,
2: it reminds me a lot of Tyler Breeze as well, because Tyler Breeze, the whole time he was in, NS, in NXT... He never got that big, big three either, but he still got the call-up. But when he got the call-up, it was like random. He just showed up one day on SmackDown. you know. So I could, I could see that happening to Dillinger as well. But my gut is telling me to pick Dillinger. I'll pick Dillinger because I feel that, like we just said, I feel like Root's the kind of heel where he can lose, and I really want to hurt him. A, yeah,
0: a loss to Root is less damaging than it would be for Dillinger. Unless Dillinger's completely done and he's coming up, like you said, for the Rumble or they're going to bring him up. Like, immediately after. That's the only... Other than that, yeah, I, I could see him getting, like, a roll-up on Rude, and, you know, I don't think he'll hit Rude with his finisher and pin him. I, I, I don't see that, but I could see Dillinger getting a roll-up, you know, a, a quick schoolboy, one, two, three, and then Rude, like, snaps. <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah,
2: that'd be a good finish.
0: I I could see that. You know, I, I, I can't see Dillinger hitting Rude with, I think his movie's called, like, The Perfect Ten, whatever. I can't see him hitting Rude with that and getting a three on it, but I, I could see Rude, I could see Rude going over him clean. Although I don't think it would happen, but yeah, Dillinger's not going over Rude clean.
2: Right, right, like a small roll up or yeah, he puts his foot on the ropes and he doesn't get yeah. caught. Or, or maybe Rude tries to put his foot on the rope
0: and he gets yeah. caught, but then Dillinger
2: does and he doesn't get caught. Something, something like quick,
0: that. yeah, something mm. something quick and. You know, yeah, I I could see it like that. Um, Mm.
2: Those are all the matches, though, that I know of, unless they add something.
0: There's talk that there may be a six-diva, a six-woman match.
2: I think that'll uh, be for TV, I think.
0: Okay, because, yeah, a lot of people didn't know where they were going with it. Uh, Liv Morgan, Aaliyah, and Ember Moon against Mm -hmm. Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, and they told them to go find somebody. That's the only reason why I think he could be on the pay-per-view. It's cuz they told him go find a partner. So I could see if they want to maybe do like a reveal of somebody. I don't I don't know who, but I could see maybe I would assume that
2: Mandy Rose person. That's her name, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Okay. I don't and, I don't pay attention to the females but I do know though. You know name. why else
0: I could see this being on the pay-per-view? If they I heard and I heard Wednesday night there was a triple threat at the at the garden show. It was Oscar, Ember Moon, and somebody else, and about two minutes in, it got down to Oscar and Ember Moon, and the place went nuts. <clears throat> it was very well received, so I could see them maybe wanting just to keep in a big spotlight, keeping Moon going, you know
1: <clears>
0: hmm <throat> so but yeah supposedly supposedly the place went nuts. When they turn, when they stared at each other, so you know it, that might be the eventual thing, you know, with Oscar. But I I can see that being being on the show only because of that. Um, but yeah, I think that's it for for Takeover.
2: Hmm. And It'll be so, on Saturday.
0: Yeah, I think it starts at eight. Okay.
1: It's eight to
0: ten, probably ten thirty. Um. Yeah, and now. Four hours on Sunday.
2: Yeah, way too uh, much.
0: You know what it is? It's probably that probably means they're going to give the elimination matches sometimes, which I think I kind of like a yeah. little better that's, than that's, they
2: always give I, those. I, I, times.
0: Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but they've also had that stretch where you get pinned, and then next thing you know, I'm getting rolled up. I'm pinned, and then another guy's getting rolled up after that. And next thing you know, you had like four eliminations in like ninety seconds. Like I don't that I don't like.
2: Yeah, I, I, but I this think show, this will give time. I, I yeah. think this is going to be like, uh, I think this match is the main event match. Well, assuming it's the main event, I don't even know anymore. But the main Team Raw versus Team SmackDown match, I think it's going to be very similar uh, to that Survivor Series match. What was it, in 03, where it was like Team Austin against Team Bischoff? Yeah, is that 03, it? yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I have that match time memorized. It was almost like an hour. That match almost went over an hour. I think it was like 50 yeah, minutes. I, so if you I include the one... entrances.
0: Yeah, um so. I saw something today that said like Goldberg Lesnar is going to close. Yeah. Um, I guess you want to start backwards again. What Yeah, we can
2: do backwards. Yeah. We, can, we can we can do backwards and stuff. So, the issue with SummerSlam cuz I I thought SummerSlam was okay. I got the hate. The issue with SummerSlam is you the problem with Lesnar is you can't just have him be the main event. And then you just have the show end, and it's just like there's no angle. So, like, I, like, when he was scheduled to fight Orton, I already knew what the deal was. And some folks were like, oh, Orton's going to win. And I'm like, no, he's just going to go in there, suplex, suplex, whatever. Very lazy match. So, but a lot of fans were hopeful that, you know, Orton was going to do something, but I already knew. So, basically, he, you know, he kept punching him. He made him bleed. You had a ref stoppage. And then you had Shane coming out trying to protect this guy. You know, F5 to Shane. And so then after that, you were just kind of expecting something, like, okay, because fans were chanting Goldberg. Like, is Goldberg going to come out? Is Angle going to return? Is Sting going to come out? Is AJ or someone going to confront him? Like, you were kind of expecting something and, like, nothing happened. And so that's the issue you have with Brock as he currently is. A lot of casual fans, because at first it was hardcore fans that are kind of like, okay, same old, same old, same old. But now, like a lot of casual fans, they're starting to lose their patience as well. So I appreciate what they're doing with Brock. You know, you're, you're making him this unstoppable monster. You know, you haven't beat Taker. You haven't beat Cena. You haven't beat Orton. But it's, it's becoming a, a, a rinse and repeat cycle pattern that even casual fans are starting Here's to notice. The thing, and, that's though, that, an though, and, and
0: you're 100% right, mm-hmm. but there's actually something here because there is the follow-up from SummerSlam needed. Hmm. I just, I mean, I had a scenario, and I guess maybe it could still happen, but in the reverse order, it doesn't make as sense. I, I. I'll but before still, you before you
2: give your okay. thought, before you give your thoughts, I guess what I'm trying to say in my rant is, if that was the finish they had planned at SummerSlam, that should not have main evented. You see what I'm no. saying? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what could have main evented, but if that was their plan. That should not have made event. Dallas Robins
0: probably could. Yeah,
2: it gave off that finish gave off. Like I understood what it was and I got it, but I understood why fans were pissed off because yeah. you can't have a big show like that and you just can't end it in that kind of way where you're, it left off a very. It gave off a WrestleMania 25 vibe where you're just kind of like that's it. You were waiting for that big what you know mm-hmm. it never came. So that's the risk you take when you have Brock Lesnar in his current like as he currently is. That's the risk you take when you have him main event. So if you're going to have Brock main event, you need to have something big happen. Yeah. Where at the end of it, you're like, oh, okay, they're setting this up, and that wasn't what they did at SummerSlam. So, But anyway, go on
0: to what you were saying. Okay. I I, hmm. I look at it like this. Up until Tuesday afternoon, I would have swore to you 100% Lesnar was winning. Um... But, and again, this makes more sense happening the other way around. But if Lesnar-Goldberg is going to main event, it's the only way I could see Lesnar losing. <clears throat> I I could was willing to see Shane costing Lesnar the match with Goldberg as payback for SummerSlam. Lesnar would then come out during the main event, and annihilate Shane because how do you have a McMahon get pinned, you know? I
2: have my own idea for that, but you can go on.
0: Okay. You know what I'm saying? Especially a face McMahon get pinned. This is not heel Shane where it's like, all right, you know, and then Lesnar could destroy Shane, um, which would take Shane out of the match, and now you've got the heat. You know, and don't get me wrong, I don't agree with Shane Lesnar. I don't think Shane versus Lesnar right. is a match I want to see. It's not the right call, but, right. you know, you you got to work with what you have. You know, mm-hmm. I got to work with you If know, anything,
2: it should be someone that Shane fights you know, under his
0: $10,000 versus wanting to work with a million dollars. You know what I'm saying? You got to work with what you got. So yeah. Knowing that this is where they're going, that was the way I had it drawn up. That mm-hmm. I could you know Shane could cost Lesnar. Goldberg gets the win, gets to go out. You know whatever. You know Lesnar annihilates Shane in the main event. So you don't even. You, you, by the time with the way they'll they'll highlight it, you're not gonna you're not gonna remember that Goldberg pinned Lesnar. The only thing you're gonna see in a highlight and a video package is Lesnar coming out during the main event and annihilating Shane. Mm-hmm. You know. Now, who put Lesnar up to that? Did Stephanie do that? Did Lesnar do it on its own? You know what I'm saying? You got that little extra dynamic to it. I don't know if you can do that because part of the heat I saw, part of the problem I saw people have with Monday night was Shane took that beating from Strowman in the corner, and then next thing you know, Shane was the guy running across the ring to clothesline Strowman over the top after AJ and Ambrose hit him. So how do you have Lesnar come out during the five-on-five match, annihilate Shane, and then realistically a match later, because there's not going to be anything in between, Le- Shane's going to come back out and do something enough to cost Lesnar, you know, the match against Goldberg. Hmm. it, it who's your, huh? your prediction,
2: though? Huh? was your prediction, though? you are you predicting to go
0: over? Now that it's the main event, Lesnar.
2: That's it's the main event. That's what you're predicting.
0: Yeah. But if it, it goes on, if it goes on mid-show, then I'm then put my scenario in place.
2: Oh, well, ideally, it's going to be the main event. I mean, usually the first match you announce is the main event.
0: Yeah. So, so. That was the
2: first. They they announced Lesnar Orton before anything yeah. else, in that main event.
0: Yeah.
2: And they announced Lesnar Goldberg. So yeah. I'm pretty sure this is going to be the main event. Um, my prediction is for Goldberg to go over. And I predict Goldberg to go over uh, clean, no shenanigans or anything like that. I don't think Shane is going to get involved. The reason I predict Goldberg to go over is because, as I said, there's a difference when hardcore fans complain, but now there's casual fans complaining. There's no evolution to this character. Uh, If Brock loses, you're going to finally get character development from Brock because the problem with Brock Lesnar from a kayfabe standpoint, how do you punish him? You can't suspend him because he's part-time. You know, he has already beaten the streak. So who cares if he's not a, if, you know, who cares if he can't be champion? Like it's like what can you do to truly piss off Brock Lesnar? And when you think about it, the only person that he's never beaten is Goldberg. That's like the one blemish on his record. So if he loses here, then that's gonna be that one person he can't beat, just like the Undertaker. The one person he can never beat, at least clean anyway, was Brock Lesnar. He could never beat him. So I feel like if you have Goldberg beat Lesnar here, then it humbles the Brock Lesnar character. And now, if Lesnar's going to do business, which we know he will as long as he gets paid, now this is going to give us this pissed off beast where, because, you know, he's, he's, he's currently, we haven't seen true Beast Lesnar in quite some time. As far as I'm concerned, we haven't seen Beast Lesnar like since Punk, that match he had with Punk, like way back at SummerSlam. Since yeah. he's beaten the streak, we've, we've been seeing this nonchalant, I don't give a fuck, Brock Lesnar, where he just comes out, suplex suplex, suplex, regardless of who he's feuding with, whether it's Cena, or Orton, or whoever. Like, yeah, the that, name is cutting where, from...
0: He needs that guy that that's not going to work against. Right. That's what yeah. he needs.
1: Right, and, and that's I don't not going to work.
0: That, I don't know if Goldberg, if 50-year-old Goldberg is that guy. You want to... I'm going to give you something telling with Goldberg. I'm going to give you something very telling with Goldberg. And this is where things like it's maybe it's just me that to me little things like this matter. You know why? You know why Goldberg's age stands out to me. I mean, he looks good for his age. No, not his physique. There's he looks
1: okay. One re- I've seen not worse. His,
0: not not his shape. There's one reason why Goldberg's age stands out to me.
2: He looks okay to me, but go on.
0: His goatee is gray.
1: No,
0: no, 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 no. Listen to me. Listen to me. Just hear me out. And if you think I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong after like 90 seconds. No, no, I'm being serious. As much crap as he got, when Kevin Nash came back to WWE, what did he, what was the first thing he did?
2: He is just for men, but doesn't Taker do that every year?
0: Exactly. You never see Taker with gray hair. You never saw Nash in WWE with gray hair. You never saw that. And the reason why this has always stuck out to me is because in TNA, Nash actually, I think Nash and Hall somehow were doing a promo together because somehow they were against each other. And Hall said to Nash, oh, I didn't know we, would, we, we weren't dyeing our hair anymore. You know? No, <laughs> no, no, but it, it's, it's, it's the little stuff like that. So now Lesnar is this animal, this beast, whatever. And here comes this guy who's got an obvious reminder of how old he is. And he's going to beat the guy after Maybe he's not trying did. to
2: hide it, though. Did you think about that?
0: I'm not talking about gold, but you know what I'm saying. Like I'm, to- I'm talking about from like the story perspective.
2: He's still Goldberg, though. I don't know. He's still Goldberg. He's one of the biggest names out there. I mean, you I know, know how much money he draws. I know
0: that. I know that. But and maybe I'm, maybe I'm still just too I mean, much into the whole aura of be the Lesnar character, especially with yeah, the Greek.
2: Yeah, I, I think you're too into it because, to be honest with you. The reactions that Goldberg has been getting, like he doesn't,
0: think,
2: he has no business getting these reactions in 2016. The fact that fans are still chanting his name like that is ridiculous. Legitly like chanting over. his name
0: like that too. Hmm?
2: Legitly chanting his name. Right, right, right. You know, the fact that fans are still, to me, like I'm surprised. Like when he came back, I thought it was going to be like a lukewarm reaction. Like, no, they're into him. Every show he's been in, every time. He's only showed up like two or three times or something. Yeah, but you know what he
0: did? You know what he got, which was big? And I think I said it to you. Denver, Colorado was a big WCW town. How many times Nitro was live from Denver, from the Pepsi Center? How many Mm -hmm. times this stuff? You know, so that didn't surprise me. But I remember I said it to you. Let me, I think I used Philly. But Raw was in, what was it, Connecticut? Mm Mm-hmm. Monster Pop. That's East Coast. That's Monster. It was, you know. I think it's
2: just a lot of nostalgia as well. I think fans just they enjoy seeing guys from the Midnight Wars again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like just for a few moments, it's like you can be seventeen or twenty one or however old you were at the time that it happened. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm very surprised at the overall positive reception yeah just for this angle cuz i thought cuz on paper before they announced but like before any of this happened i thought it was going to be similar to batista where fans are going to be booing them both but no fans are actually kind of responding overall i mean there's a few complainers but uh, i've seen mostly positive for the most uh, part
0: yeah he's <laughs> he's reception. been received 95% yeah, pretty positive. well
1: you pretty know well, so. uh, you know i mean you're right. So there's this is true.
0: like fuck this, but yeah,
2: yeah. This is this 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 shows you that like you know it's unfortunate. Well, it's not unfortunate. The other thing that's unfortunate is it just shows you how. It just shows you that we don't really have that. It just shows you. There's no other. There's no nice way of saying it. Today's guys, it they can't hold a. They can't hold a candle to yesterday's guys. Like everybody on everybody on the main roster, they look cool. But then, like, when Austin, Rock, Goldberg, Felsman, like, when those kind of guys show up, it just shows you the clear difference. Like,
0: but everybody it, you else know what it is too, You know what it was, too, to be honest with you, with the attitude Era guys versus the guys now? Mm-hmm. I mean, not that Austin wasn't a good worker, because everyone forgets before they were the fists and the kicks, stunning Steve Austin <laughs> was, you right, know, he, was I mean, great. he was a great in-ring worker, you know, who happened to develop this personality and then developed a style to you know, connect with that personality.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The problem is now, and and a big part of it is the PG, is how do you know what a Dolph Ziggler is really like? You know, how do you know what a, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Like,
1: yeah, I got
0: you. Like, like how much better would a Roman be perceived if this wasn't the PG era that Roman could just turn around and be like, you know what, boo me, fuck you.
2: I wonder how Roman feels because I don't care what anyone says. Like Goldberg is basically like an experiment that worked, and Roman mm-hmm. is an experience is an experiment yeah. that failed.
0: So I I've wonder heard, like how I've Roman heard, feels. I've heard, I've heard he's bold. He, I heard it depends on the day. I heard there are days that it really gets to him, and then mm-hmm. I heard there are days where he's like, I don't give a shit.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. There's this one particular uh, segment. I don't remember which one it was. Uh it has something to do with a ladder. I forgot who he was shooting with. He was doing a promo in the ring. Was was it Seamus?
0: Because they had the ladder match at TLC. It it may have been that one,
2: but uh, there was, like, a photo someone posted a while back where it was, like, he was on a ladder, and then someone interrupted him, like, the camera zoomed in on his face, and, like, someone posted the photo. And, like, you could just see the look on his face. Like, he knew it wasn't working. It was really a depressing, (laughs) sad photo. But, um... Yeah we spent too much time with this match. I'm gonna go and uh the regular order now, I'll just go through the card. the We'll
0: finish we'll finish with this. Yeah. With the with the predictions.
2: The uh the tag elimination match with uh the raw tag teams and the mm-hmm. uh the SmackDown tag teams, uh, I'm gonna predict the uh, SmackDowns teams to win because uh they seem to be more unified uh compared to the raw ones, uh, on the raw team side, uh you have uh, Anderson and, and, and Gallows that pretty much said that the first chance they get, they'll turn their back on them. You mm-hmm. have the New Day losing a lot for some reason. Whereas on SmackDown, even the Usos who were feuding with American mm-hmm. Alpha not that long ago are like buddy-buddy, which was kind of weird. That was a criticism some folks brought up in the last SmackDown. I'm not taking it that seriously. Yeah, I'm uh, just, you I'm know just what?
0: Like... <laughs> I agree with that, because yeah... The Usos basically were faces on the last SmackDown. Yeah,
2: yeah, that was really weird. It was like they were faces again for, like,
0: one night. This seems to be the one match and the one team that they're not playing up the the whole, like, you know, what's really going on. Like, I don't know if you watch Talking Smack, but, like, Mm -hmm. Alexa Bliss said it best. Because they had the women on there, and Alexa Bliss said it best. She's like, you know what? She's like... We all have a goal on Sunday. She's like, but tonight's not Sunday, and Monday's not Sunday. Once Sunday's over, Sunday is over. And she—I think she told Becky—and I'm coming back for that, you know. And that's the way yeah. the team should be, you know. They've kind of the,
2: the, the tag team ones kind of gotten lost in the shuffle. They've, uh, yeah. They've put the importance on the main one and the women's one, but the tag yep. one's just sort of there, especially on the SmackDown end. But I'm going to predict SmackDown. the
0: tag match might actually be the best one of the bunch as far as yeah, from an in
2: perspective. Yeah, I think it will be the best one, but uh... – yeah, there's uh, there's too much tension on Raw. Like Cesaro and Sheamus are still like mm-hmm. kind of having this love hate thing.
0: Yeah, New Day's
2: been losing a lot for some reason.
0: Yeah, I can uh, see Anderson. the club walking out.
2: Yeah, the club's walking out. Meanwhile, on SmackDown, pretty much all those teams, at least for right now, they've shown no sign of dissent or anything. Uh, you need to do something to put over because uh, because right now the whole cause the first shot that was fired was Daniel Bryan said that the Raw brand is complacent, you know. So I think that I, I totally agree with that on, on the tag team. The tag teams for the Raw have gotten complacent. they got to do something to change it up. It needs to be a wake-up yeah. call. And it's just a tag match, so it's not that. I think the women's match and the other match are going to be a little bit more important. So I'm predicting yeah. the SmackDown team to win this one. You two the same?
0: Yeah. All right. I so think I'm SmackDown, I, I think, uh, <clears throat> and I'll even go one – Better, Um, I think Alpha is going to survive.
2: Oh yeah, I think think this will be
0: their
2: their moment. Uh, Yeah, 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 their moment. I like those those kind of
0: moments.
1: All right,
2: so next we got the Miz versus Zayn. Um, There's actually some reports saying that Miz is losing, which is interesting. But it wouldn't be the first time that Miz won the belt only to drop it almost immediately. We saw that at WrestleMania 29. The story that I'm hearing is that Zayn's going to beat The Miz because is going to cost Miz the match. And then what's going to happen after that is that um, Miz is going to be like, hey, you saw that. Where is my rematch? And then Daniel Bryan's pretty much going to be like, fuck you, because he doesn't like Miz anyway. And then Miz is going to be like, well, you know what? You don't appreciate my talent, so I'm going to Raw, and Stephanie will take him. And then Shane can be like, hey, Sammy, they're not really using you anyway. Come over to SmackDown. And I can totally see like some type of talent exchange, and it would yeah, work better.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I always said from the start yeah. that um, <clears throat> Miz is going to end up uh, on Raw, and mm. I didn't think I didn't think they were going to do the title change Tuesday night. I really thought they were going to stick to Ziggler, yeah, and Zane because it would have been it would have been fun. But I always felt Monday night Miz was going to be on Raw. Um, I yeah. can definitely see that.
1: Mm. And the I, only problem know,
0: though is if they do this, then
2: um, Lana needs to step her shit up because Miz and Maurice are gonna totally overshadow them. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah I yeah. just and,
0: don't know. The thing is though, I don't. You can't see the whole thing. The only thing that's bad with your scenario—not bad, but I just don't know how it would work—is guys can't just jump. But they've been making a point lately that Brian's been saying he wants Zayn, he wants Cesaro. Yeah. And, I and mean, it makes sense too because Destiny clearly doesn't like Sammy. She doesn't like Sammy.
2: So look at yeah. it from Sammy's standpoint. He's like they these guys around, appreciate it. Yeah, but
0: Raw could turn around and be like, "No, fuck that, though. We want the title." I think what what they could do here, and they haven't done it with, since Swagger, but maybe they're saving it for this: is have Zayn's quote unquote Raw contract expire, right? You know, at like midnight on Sunday and have mm. Stephanie think they're getting the IC title, and then next thing you know they walk into Raw Monday night, and they're like, we have to regrettably inform you that Sammy's – you know what I'm saying? Like, they right, didn't right, realize right. the contract was expiring, and right. Shane signed them.
2: There, so has Shane... To be,
0: there has to be losses. Like, since this is a <coughs> Raw
2: versus SmackDown thing, there has to be losses on both sides. And I, well, I expect yeah, both brands but to the, take it. You know,
0: you know what sucks? They was and I guess they're not doing it. The original thing was three matches. Whoever wins two out of three gets one of each. You get a single star, a tag team, and a woman. I guess yeah. that's off the table.
2: Yeah, unless they just you kind know? of like which that's how game. I
0: thought. That's how I thought. All right, they're gonna they'll get Zayn that way. You know, mm-hmm. maybe you know I thought maybe they would take the club because the club would be the perfect team to beat Slater and Rhino, and then mm-hmm. I guess feud yeah. with Alpha, and then I don't know who they would take woman-wise, you know. But Mm. I think that's off the table. I don't think they're going that route. So, But I could see see that being the case where, you know, we didn't realize his contract was expiring, but I definitely think Monday night Miz is on Raw. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you on that. I'd be totally shocked if he's not.
2: The reason I feel that is because you have, like, you know, because you have a situation where Brian and Shane don't care for Miz, Make and you, you have Foley, who who cares for Zane, but it's kind of indifferent. Yeah. And then you have Shane, who doesn't care for Sami. Right, so and all and Stephanie
0: up. cares about is getting the belt.
2: Right, right, right. So so this gives us to the next match, uh, Brian Kendrick versus um, uh, Kalisto. Man, Kalisto, uh, man, this dude has a really bad habit of just, exposing himself <laughs> when he gets the time. He has a match with, with that guy on NXT, and uh, yeah. he botches one move, and then he hits the other one, and he wins. When they did that Elimination Chamber tag thing earlier in this year, he was so lost, and he had no idea what to do. Um, when they were doing the, the brand split thing earlier, and they were interviewing folks, this promo just totally it was failed. was
1: terrible. Yeah,
2: this guy, I, Kalisto's a good talent, but it's very clear that... You know he's the dude that sits the bench and says, "Put me in and then when you put him he, in, he just you know what he's
0: also <laughs> he's the guy since they're going to move the division to SmackDown that they'll use to to get the division there, but I also wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't leave Tuesday night without the with the title. I could see yeah, why it, it was
2: weird because I remember the very beginning when they announced the brand split thing and they said the cruiseway was coming back. And then they they drafted Kalisto to SmackDown like that was the that was like the first mm-hmm. red flag right there like well, you're you're drafting the guy that you could make as your face to whatever but uh, um, yeah this is gonna be a match um, uh, hopefully it gets time uh, in a WWE World this will be the opener but we're not in WWE yeah. we're in WWE no and you know what
0: thank God this <laughs> won't be the opener it shouldn't be you know what give this give no 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 I'm serious give this I could actually see
2: well, an elimination match should always His open the
0: Series. Then I could see the IC title match going second, mm-hmm. elimination match, and then this match. I could, I could see that.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, as far as who I'm predicting to win, I, I have no clue. Because um, I don't think Cruiser are going to work on WWE. That's a debate for another day. But uh, I'll go ahead and predict... Um, uh, I'll predict Kendrick to retain. I guess I don't know.
0: Okay, yeah, no, I'm going Kalisto. I, I everything seems to point to that division getting moved to SmackDown, so I, right, uh, I could I could see Kalisto winning, but I could also see him losing the title on Tuesday.
2: Okay, all right. So next match we got here is uh, the women's elimination match with Team Raw. Team SmackDown, and um, my prediction here is that you might see a pattern here. I'm predicting um, Team SmackDown to win this match. Um, my prediction is that SmackDown's pretty much going to win everything except the main elimination match, which will be, you know, with uh,
1: mm-hmm. Rollins
2: and all those guys. I'm predicting uh, SmackDown to win because, again, compared to Raw, there is less beef. Well, there's beef, but the beef is less compared to Raw. Whereas in the Raw team, you have Sasha and Bayley who don't like Charlotte. Charlotte see, doesn't like I, them.
0: See, that's where I, I disagree, I'll be honest with you. I, I, think, I think even though they've been calmer, I think there's a massive implosion waiting to happen on that SmackDown team. I think Bliss is hell-bent on getting that belt off Becky. Carmella and Nikki aren't going to even be close to trying to coexist. And who's the other Who's the other one on that team?
2: Naomi, who's not shooting with anyone.
0: Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I could...
1: But to me, I the beef on Raw see, is yeah, better. I could is see better. this
0: being a case where Naomi actually ends up by herself against, like, three or four. I could literally see...
2: But see, for me, on Raw, what I see is, is that Charlotte doesn't like Sasha and Bailey. Sasha and Bailey don't like Charlotte. Nia Jax yeah, but, doesn't like any of yeah, them. And Sasha, then you have Alicia Fox...
0: Yeah, but Sasha and Bailey like each other and that might be enough to get them through.
2: But Nia Jax doesn't like anyone though. She could just be like fuck this and bounce. Yeah,
0: I, I yeah, I, I don't know. So. I, I alright, hey, you know what? You got SmackDown, I got Raw.
2: Okay. So that's my prediction for uh for that one. But um and then this gives us the, the uh I the main one with the team <laughs> Raw. The team SmackDown with uh A J and Owens and all those dudes. I'm very good uh-huh. at, at predicting bookings. I remember I predicted Ryder earlier this year for the yeah, you WrestleMania know, ladder match, and yeah, everyone was did. like, "What?" They were like, "What are you smoking, man?" I'm like, "I got I it, even, man. I even
0: told you to stop <laughs> fucking around. I'll never forget that.
1: I could even tell you
0: where I was standing in my living room when I just <laughs> stared at my phone and I told you, "We don't have time for this. Stop fucking around." <laughs> <laughs> right. So here's my prediction.
2: I'm I'm pretty good at this, man. I'm pretty good at this. My prediction is that SmackDown is going to win everything except this match. Raw is going to win this one, and this is how it's going to go down. Everyone's going to hit Braun's going to go early. Everyone's going to hit their finisher on Braun. It's going to be one of those. It's going to be one of those moments where like, um, I, don't, I don't fucking know. Say AJ hits like a drop kick or something on Braun, and then like everyone. It's going to be one of those moments where, like, all hell breaks loose, right? And everyone's going to hit their finisher on Braun. But they do it.
0: Like, they even did it to Big Show at at Survivor Series one in that match. Everybody in WCW hit.
1: Right. Like, I think, like,
0: Booker hit the scissor kick. Shane hit the elbow. RVD hit the frog splash. Right, right,
1: right, right. Everyone's going to hit the finisher on Braun.
0: Yeah. Right.
2: Everyone's going to hit the finisher on Braun. And then he's going to roll out on the table. And then what's going to happen after that is Shane's going to hit his elbow on Braun through the table. And uh, that'll be a double elimination because they'll both be counted out because hmm, that'll okay. keep Ron that'll keep Ron strong. And then there's your safe way of eliminating for Shane, Shane. Okay. For, for, for some reason. Then that'll that'll leave it down to a four v four, and then that'll go on for a while. It'll be like twenty minutes of just those four, and then after about twenty minutes of that is when you're going to get your quick eliminations. How the eliminations will happen, I'm not exactly sure, but somehow Orton Wyatt. Owens and Jericho will be eliminated. And I predict the final two to be Rollins and Reigns against AJ and Ambrose with Ellsworth on, uh, you know, the, the mascot thing. And so because uh, AJ and Ambrose are feuding, he doesn't like Dean, he doesn't like Ellsworth, I basically just basically see AJ just being like, fuck this, and he just leaves Ambrose high and dry. And so that leaves Ambrose against Rollins and Reigns by himself. Basically, you get the SHIELD reunion there, and when it's down to 2v1, it's going to go one of two ways. Ambrose will eliminate one of them, only to be eliminated immediately afterwards, such as like he hits the Dirty D's on Rollins and then pins him, and then immediately after that, Roman spears him, or he hits the Dirty D's on on Reigns, and then Rollins gives him the pedigree, and then it'll be like Soul Survivor Reigns or Soul Survivor Rollins, or they'll just eliminate Ambrose as a team, and it'll be Rollins and Reigns as the sole survivor. But ultimately, they're going to lose because AJ is going to be like, fuck this, fuck you, fuck Ambrose, fuck Ellsworth. I don't don't give a fuck about you guys. And then, you know, that's my prediction. So my prediction is Raw is going to win by like one or two guys, and SmackDown will basically lose to shenanigans, not because they were the worst team or because Raw was better, but because it came down to... Two guys on each team, and it just turned out that the two guys on Raw got along better than the two guys on SmackDown, if it makes sense. That's my prediction for how it's going to end. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty good at predicting Survivor Series-style elimination matches. It's actually my favorite pay-per-view to watch on a network. Those are the pay-per-views I go back and watch the most cuz I have SummerSlam, WrestleMania and War Rumble. I have those pretty memorized in my head pretty well, but Survivor Series is kind of a blank. That's like the show for me. I don't recall that well. Like if you were to tell me to te- if you were to ask me to give you like the WrestleMania card from like 2007 or like the SummerSlam card from 2005 or the War Rumble card from 2002, I could mm-hmm. tell you everything, but Survivor Series is definitely a gap. Like that's the one show I don't know that well, so I go back and I watch Survivor Series matches. I study their bookings, I study how they're eliminated, and I think it's going to go like that. But I'm I'm pretty sure though that Shane and Braun are going to eliminate each other. Those right. two are definitely going to have uh, protected finishes. You know what I'm yeah. saying?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I I like your scenario because then it ties into Grandpa Taker being pissed at Styles right. and blaming him, and then there's your there's your segue for the Rumble. I actually like that. I I think Raw's is going to win because at the end of the day, it's Raw. I just – I can't tell you how. I have, I'm have, i not good at that stuff, you know. But I could definitely see what you said, and then, you know, that would be Taker being like, you know, you, you're the reason we lost, you know. And then, you know, I'll deal with you soon enough. And then the minute yes, AJ it is. beats Ambrose
2: hmm. at
0: TLC so uh, – yeah, in two weeks the lights will go out. Yeah.
2: And, right. And,
0: and they can have their shit. match
2: at they can have their match in Texas at Rumble since they couldn't do mm-hmm. Styles HBK, they can do Styles Taker.
1: Yeah. And because
2: of, and because of who Shane is, not Shane, because of who Stephanie is and the booking, you could lose the Intercontinental Title. I'm sorry, you could you you could yeah you could lose your chance of getting the Intercontinental Title. You could have the women lose, and you could have the tag teams lose. But, but her, yeah. Yeah, but it's like our main team still beats SmackDown, and since Stephanie just cares about the main results, to her, yeah. that'll still be that'll a because okay. it fits the character. But I could
0: actually see this finally starting to lead to some cracks between her and Foley. I could right. see her turning around and being like, how did you not know Sami Zayn's contract status? Mm-hmm. You, know, how, you know, how did you let that happen? Why? Because remember, Foley was the guy that put the cruiserweights up on the line. So I could see her turning around and be like, We lost the cruiserweights because of you, we lost the IC title because like I could see it finally starting to maybe build to some of that, you know, all right, let's finally get this going, you know. You know. And on the flip side, the minute Shane turns around and says, Well, why did you trade Miz to Raw? Daniel Bryan could turn around and say, Well, we still got the Intercontinental Championship. You know, mm-hmm. like, and, and, oh, yeah, good point. You know, like like that. Like, I could see two different dynamics. Plus, we got the cruiserweights, you know, you know, and, and how are we going to deal with AJ? And you could even have Shane be like, don't worry about it. At the right time, we'll deal with AJ, kind of alluding to what's going to happen, mm. you know. But, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, Monday, are you around?
2: Yeah, I'll be around.
0: Okay, because Friday, I don't even know where I'm going to be. Um, because of the holiday. So I figure we'll do uh, a recap and a Raw and SmackDown preview.
1: Yeah, that sounds cool.
0: Okay, yeah, same time, like 3 o'clock. Okay. All right, sounds good. I'll talk to you later, Chris. Thank you. All right, all right.
1: For the ones who work hard
0: to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early,